Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. Today on the Ether, the IBC gang hosts a gelato AMA with Crypto Tank and then a Juno Network discussion. Let's take a listen. All right. I have a space going and a live stream right now. Uh, so I'm going to be trying to address everybody at the same time here. Uh, my live stream, folks. Uh, you guys, if you guys want to join in on the conversation, you guys know the name of the game. You guys can just come check it out here. Let me see if I can actually find it for you guys. Uh, hopefully we can get in, uh, the gelato team, uh, to come and converse with us about, uh, basically what they've been doing over the past couple of months in the Juno ecosystem or in the Juno network, uh, and kind of give us some clarity on, um, you know, how they view things, uh, what they've been dealing with, uh, what they've been working on. Uh, and how they've been, uh, you know, contributing to the Juno network and the community of Juno holders. So, see, oh, there we go. There's not, there's not Rizby, there's Rizby. Let me get him back. Why the hell? I swear I was following, I swear I was following him for how long? And I don't know why it says that it wasn't. What is up, my friend? I'm doing, yeah, thank, thank you for joining at such a short, uh, with such a short notice. Uh, little heads up, I'm doing a live stream. Uh, because this is usually when we live stream and I'm also running this space. Uh, so yeah, um, really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh, to come and talk with us, man. Uh, and basically what we were trying to do is um, we're trying to get in contact with, uh, you know, the higher ups in the validator ranking uh, and the teams and individuals who have been making an effort to grow the Juno network uh, and who are providing services on the Juno network and try to just kind of touch base uh, with each individual team or entity or, or, or company uh, to kind of get a better understanding of, you know, how you guys are all doing, what you guys have been working on, uh, get your guys' thoughts and opinions about the space uh, in general, uh, and, you know, maybe give the community a lot more clarity because I don't know if you've noticed, there's been a lot of uh, back and forth within the Juno network uh, when it comes to the uh, community and the contributors. Uh, and so I really appreciate you taking the time uh, and coming to talk with us because you, my friend, uh, and Gelato are number 40. And just so happens we started with number 40. So. <laughs> I'm actually really happy you're doing this for a really long time. I kind of you know love the idea of like validators jumping on space together, talking things out. Sometimes it feels like these things kind of happen in a silo. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for putting this together. And yeah, can't wait for other validators in the future to also jump on and share their thoughts. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on one second. My, my, um, Give me one. Let me see if I can amplify this so that the viewers on the stream can also hear. Hold on one second here. Uh, let me see here. If I can turn it up just a little bit, guys. Here, I'm going to turn this up. 
may, hopefully this helps. Uh, okay, so let's start off and let's do this. Uh, if you don't mind, let the community know what gelato is. If you guys have been living on a rock and don't know what gelato is, we'd like for you to explain to us uh, what it is in the first place. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. Uh, my name is Risby. I'm the co-founder of Gelato. And Gelato at the heart is a luck-based gaming platform. And we also do validator as service. And we also do NFTs. You know, to me, Gelato isn't just one thing. I kind of see it as a company, you know, you know, expanding into different, you know, places within Web3. Mm -hmm. So that, at the heart, that's kind of what Gelato is. And I've been, a, I've been within Cosmos for a really long time. And I think it was like last year, my other co-founder, Dan, we got together. was like, hey, what is something cool that we can build, something we're passionate about? And we started with gaming. And we both like games. We love the idea of, you know, going to the casino and playing stuff out there. So we're like, hey, let's start with a lottery game. We'll add some other games in the future. And then we also wanted to be part of, you know, the governance, you know, helping sort of ensure that Cosmos and all these other chains remain open. And that's one of the big reasons why, you know, we decided, hey, you know, we have this good brand. We have these great ideas. Let's also start doing validators. And I'm happy that it's kind of worked out for us. We're kind of, you know, high up there in most chains within Cosmos today. And I just, I just love being a part of all of this. Yeah, you guys. So we're, we're focusing more on the Juno side of things. But just to be fair, so you guys, yeah, you guys have uh, really risen. Uh, sorry, I'm screwing up on my, my own earpiece here. Uh, you guys have risen through the ranks, especially with your validation uh, service. Uh, Pretty fast. Uh, and so you guys validate for not just Juno, but what other chains? It's nine in total, but we're currently active on Juno, Evmo, Stars, Osmo, Stride, Jackal. I'm sure there's a couple more, Rebus, Tori. And I'm, maybe I'm missing one more, but the two ones we aren't active in yet is Adam and Kuju. But yeah. hopefully we'll get there soon. Ad yeah, Adam's always a, yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> high a big whale. <laughs> um cool cool well let, let me ask you this uh so you guys uh you know you guys are a yes it's so hard because you guys are so many things um when somebody first comes in and say they don't know anything like like we're assuming right now nobody knows anything about you guys what is the first thing that you explain is it the validator service or is it the gelato platform and, and what you guys are building on juno it's a gaming platform what we're building in juno you know, when we started this project, one of the big things we didn't want to do is like take any type of VC funding or do anything that would like, you know, cause, you know, us not be able to, you know, plan out the vision that we want. So at the core of it, it is a gaming uh, platform slash service and everything sort of connects back to that. So our validator commissions are used to sort of fund, you know, the different types of games we have and promotions, our NFT, you know, uh, series are tied into our gaming platform. So basically everything comes back to the gaming platform. That's the first thing people will see. And then from there, they'll start, you know, finding out about the NFTs, validators and other things. Cool, cool, yeah. So right now, I'm, uh, you can't see this, uh, but we're live on Twitch right now and I'm actually showing everybody uh, the uh, webpage and your active lotteries right now. Uh, and this is kind of one of the things that I wanted to touch base on um, with especially projects and validators and you know, just teams in general in the, in the Juno ecosystem, like, you know, what are you building? What, what value are you bringing to the space um, on top of the validation service, right? Uh, and so you guys have been, you guys have been pretty active. Like I've gone and touched base and seen your guys' past games. Uh, you guys have had several of them, uh, actually quite a bit. This goes back six pages. So you guys have had quite a bit of different uh, lotteries uh, going back and uh, looks like many, many different winners. And like you said, the validation of rewards 
part of all this stuff gets used to pay these things out, correct? Uh, that is correct. We also hold a lot of community events. I'm not uh, sure if you know. We hold like weekly poker games, different mm-hmm. promotions. So stuff from validators, NFTs kind of help fund all of that. Cool, cool. So again, that's kind of what I was trying to draw into or maybe pivot into uh, on the next part of this conversation. Your guys' uh, validator uh, earnings are being spent and given back, to, well, not given back, or but are being used to engage with the community, with the Juno community. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, if you don't mind, I, 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 I've been, uh, I'll be very honest, I've been peeking around at your guys' earnings as far as the validator address that you guys have on MidScan. Uh, and I've been kind of like just sifting through lightly, um, you know, some of your guys' rewards, your, uh, what you guys have done with your guys' And I'll be very honest, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to be critical because uh, that's, you know, I think what a lot of my community wants me to do. Uh, but I'm going to be very honest. Like I've been, I've been sifting through all this stuff and like I see a little bit of, um, you know, ones that I might have questions with. But all in all, I really don't see anything that's kind of like jumping out at me of, of real concern. Um, and before I give you my thoughts, if you don't mind being a little bit proactive, uh, could you explain to the community like what those, I mean, if you don't want to, because I know it's still a private, you know, entity as well. You have people that are on payroll and stuff like that. Obviously you got to pay your employees. Um, but could you kind of give a brushstroke, um, like rundown of how that has been going for you guys? Like, has it been extremely profitable with you guys? Are you reinvesting back into the community? Uh, have you been, you know, just getting by with what you can? Or, you know, like, can you can you expand on that? Yeah, of course. So our current breakdown of how we spend our validator funds, about 40% of all profits we make go back into paying for all the services, all the infrastructure we uh, host. About 40% of it goes back to the team. You know, we want to ensure everyone's paid for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the last 20% goes back into the Gelato platform to fund different games, initiative, community events, and things like that. So at a high level, that's kind of where our big three spending categories are. From all so 40 for infrastructure, 40 for team, 20 goes back to the community. That's correct. That's pretty fair. If you, if, uh, and again, I know some of these, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just asking to ask uh, if you can't, if you rather not, or for whatever reason you can't, uh, just feel free to say so. Um, as far as the infrastructure goes, you guys do run on several other chains, like you said. Um, what does that expenditure look like for you guys? Uh, what what is that what does that infrastructure look like for you guys? Are you bare metal? Are you, do you guys have many redundancies? Um, is and this is kind of a loaded uh, secondary question as well. On top of that, are some of these other chains not as profitable as Juno? Like, what does that whole picture look like for you guys? Yeah, definitely. For us, one of the biggest things we wanted is we really wanted to decentralize our infrastructure where it's hosted. So we have a combination of bare metal and cloud infrastructure. The whole point is if something goes down in the data center or there's an issue within the cloud, we don't want everything to go down. So we kind of have things spread out across three different regions. We have stuff in Google Cloud. We have a data center in Europe. And we're also now spinning up a data center in California that we want to move some of these validators to. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like cost, we're probably spending about, I think like $2,500 to $3,000 a month just on infrastructure costs for these. And this does include redundancies, backups, and things like that. And, you know, as we spend up, you know, for me, I want, I want us to start in Cosmos, but I really don't want us to stay here. I do want us to expand to other chains. So I we're kind of getting to the point where we're like, I hey. I love the honesty there. 
we want to take a look at Avalanche. We want to take a look at Polkadot. And because of things like Axelor Bridge, we can actually integrate those blockchains directly into our gaming platform and also, you know, attract those communities as well, too. And the hope is, you know, if we get people from Avalanche or Dodd or Near Protocol playing any of our games, they're like, what the hell is Juno? What the hell is Cosmos? And yeah. that's kind of our hope of, you know, bringing more people over into the side. So being true multi-chain. Exactly. That's the goal here. Like Web3 is a really big frontier. And one of the big things about Cosmos is independent chain. You know, not just one mega chain like Ethereum that just does everything. So we don't want to limit ourselves. You know, we want to go everywhere and hopefully sort of help be part of the conversations for most of these big chains to ensure that we are keeping things open, fair, and accessible for most. Cool, cool. So um, I guess I don't, I don't know if the I don't think the question was answered on on one of it. I know it was kind of a loaded question. Is Juno with some of the with several other chains that you guys are validating? Uh, is Juno the most profitable chain right now for you? I would honestly say it's probably Tori and Evmos. I think those are our two profitable chain. And yeah. then it would be Evmos. Oh, sorry. Then it would be Juno, and then it would be Stars. We're currently ranked number eighteen in Stars, and. You know, and I'll be honest with you, even being ranked 18, I think on monthly we make maybe 500 or I think, actually, no, we make about $1,000 from stars being ranked 18. So definitely yeah. Evmo, uh, Tori, and Juno are three profitable chains. Do you mind, Do you? because I think a lot of people don't fully understand how, like, I think they think that validating, uh, especially for the regular, you know, community member in Juno, that's just a regular Joe. He's just holding, <laughs> shout outs to Joe. Um how profitable is running a validator for most of these chains? Like you said, 500 for stars. Uh, like, what is it for Juno? Do you mind? Do you mind saying that kind of stuff? No, 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 not at all. Better understanding of like, there's like, the, I think people think that this is just a gold mine. Like, it's like they're making money hand over fist kind of thing. But like, how profitable are each one of these chains for you? I would say for Juno on a monthly, we probably make anywhere from 1500 to 2000. And I would honestly say, if you're not in the top, like, 60 of Juno validator is probably not very profitable because mm -hmm. when you run a validator, you can't just have one version of it running. You need to be ensured that if something goes down, you have multiple redundancies, yeah. get something called centuries in place to make sure you don't get DDoS. So you have a lot of infrastructure cost. And unless you're in the top like 60 or 40 or whatever, most chains, it's not a very profitable thing to do. Right, right. So um, I guess let's just say this. So out of nine or so chains that you guys are running validators on, several of them are currently profitable for themselves, correct? Exactly. And that's why we want to go to those chains first so we can take the funding from those chains and help fund smaller chains. So stuff like Stride Validator, mm -hmm. we're like number like 80 something, not profitable at all. That's a money hole. Same thing with Rebus. You know, we're pretty high up. I think we're like top 30 or something. That's also not very profitable. So our goal was to get into those profitable chains first so we can use those fundings to sort of be part of other, you know, uh, chains as well. Yeah, use it as an investment to, to when they are, when they do see adoption, when they do see it uh, come up, you, you guys are front running that. I, I get that. And I totally respect that. The reason why uh, I brought that up and I'm asking those questions, is because obviously there's a lot of community members that are, uh, I don't I say, I'm trying to choose my words, upset uh, at some of the practices where we see Juno just being the cash cow to fund some infrastructure on a lot of other validators. Uh, that are choosing to run uh, negative as far as profit uh, uh, wise or profit conversation goes uh, on other chains. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're just using your people feel like Juno is, is being abused and for what it is. And I, I honestly get it. You know, it's a, it's a business. 
it, you know, it, and sometimes you got to take risks to expand and stuff like that, like you guys are doing with Rebus and all this other things, but you guys are doing your due diligence. You guys are front running uh, other situations and making sure that those are for the most part sustainable and profitable before taking on uh, more speculative positions on other chains as far as validation goes. Um, is it? I wouldn't call anyone out, but recently I saw someone big within the community saying stuff like, hey, validators are selling their commission. That's why prices are dumping. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about Juno and other chains like that. Again, I just don't think a lot of people just realize how expensive it is to run these expensive machines, especially during a bear market. Like we're doing all of this because we believe there's a bright future for Cosmos, Juno, and all these chains. We think Web3 is the future, and that's where we're willing to sort of go and sort of take this on. And, you know, if this stayed the way it is for the next, like, three years, it may not be profitable for us mm -hmm. to do so. We're still committed to be here. So I don't really see validators selling their commission as, hey, they're dumping. <laughs> you have expenses. You got things you got to pay for. And yeah. that's where validator commissions come in. Yeah, I think, I think they're, I mean, obviously, I've heard that narrative. I've been part of that narrative, to be very honest with you. Uh, I think it is very, um, it's a unique uh, conversation and to where not every, because you guys, I like, you know, you guys try not to take any kind of like VC funding. You guys didn't get airdrop uh, upfront, uh, you know, you know, uh, the developer airdrop or, or whatnot um, earlier on. And then you're running a validator and then you're running other validators here. But so it is very uh, situational and it's very, um, unique in that case. And I think that's where a lot of that conversation and noise is coming from. Uh, I think you guys as being independent teams, independent uh, developers uh, and trying to you know, provide something for the Juno ecosystem or participants within the Juno ecosystem, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's definitely different. So uh, I, I get- One thing I would add too, is a lot of people who haven't worked like, you know, VC funding, I've worked in other projects that had VC fundings. The big thing in that area is when you get that type of money, those people are only focused on how can we squeeze out as much money as we can yeah. from the community, from the customers. And, that. and I just don't like that idea. Yeah. I mean, July, there's a very grassroots movement. If you join our Discord, we actually have the entire community together. Be like, hey, this is what we're building next. This is the type of style we're choosing or whatever the case is. We kind of like that approach because yeah. you know, it won't make us super rich by doing that. But, you know, what we're building together, what people want. I think that's way better. So, yeah, you don't have that back end pressure of somebody in your pocket saying, "Hey, hey, hey, we want the maximum uh, value back to us as as fast as possible." Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can respect that. I really do appreciate that. Uh, but then at the same time, I, I understand uh, your point of opinion. Um, I think a lot of, and you know, I, I think that it's fair uh, for the community, and when they're saying like, because there is, there's a lot, you know, regardless. I, I think. You know, I have a good understanding that of expenditures and what it costs to run businesses and whatnot. And it also, especially the cost to expand and, you know, you're taking on risk and when you do expand and whatnot. Um, but I also, at the same time, very much do agree with a lot of that narrative from the community, a lot of the frustration from the community, especially when it comes to uh, the higher up validators that are in the, you know, say top 15, even top 20, uh, because they are involved as far as like core one, core two maybe some other things that have been, you know, ongoing in the, not just Juno, but the greater Cosmos ecosystem. And so I can kind of respect and understand their, their uh, frustrations in that as well. But I got to, you know, to be very honest with you, again, I've been going through Gelato uh, and what you guys have been doing for the past uh, 
three days. I think start no no. What day is it? Friday. For I started like on Monday. I started like really jumping in and kind of just peekabooing and looking at things. And I got to be honest with you, man. Like I I I I really. I think like if I had to give, I was saying this isn't a witch hunt. I'm not witch hunting anybody. This is just kind of like the community from my perspective, being a community member, uh, annual review, which I know you guys haven't even been in for a whole year yet, which is fantastic in itself to see how far you guys have come in such a short amount of time. Um, but I'm going to go out on a limb say, and, guys, say, and just officially say it here. I give uh, my stamp of approval for gelato. Like I, I, I really don't see anything all too concerning. Uh, I see reasonable uh, business practices and expenditures being had so far. Uh, you know, I, I might, to be very fair and play the opposite side, I might have overlooked something. But, you know, uh, you know, I'm just glancing and doing a skim on this. I've looked at, uh, you know, things and you coming on here and saying 40% goes to infrastructure, 40% goes to my team, 20% goes back into doing what we're doing. is totally reasonable, in my humble opinion. Uh, and for what you guys are doing and for, you know, you know, but, uh, a gambling platform per se, uh, of what you guys are providing as far as the service goes in the Juno ecosystem. Uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's the thing I love about blockchain is all of our wallets are public and you can take a look and see what we're doing mm -hmm. for us. This is a long-term mission. I'm not, and when I say long-term, I'm talking about a year, I'm talking about for the next five to 10 years. Like I want to see, I want to be part of web three, you know, for you know, for maybe the rest of my life until Web Four comes out. So we're really trying to make what we have last. You know, this is the reason why when our coins first came out, we didn't dump on our you know on our community with uh -huh. NFT sales. That didn't just go to just all the creators. <laughs> that went into the project. That went into our team. You know, because we're trying to make this last because we know. You know, yes, it's a bear market now and it sucks, but Web Three is the future. It's gonna happen, and we just gotta survive it long enough to you know make it to that point. Yeah, no, yeah. So let me let me ask you this because I'm getting a, a couple of questions. Um, where are you guys with your roadmap? What do you guys got going on? What do you guys uh, have planned? Uh, and then also, I guess I want to follow up with a couple of social questions for you. But yeah, as far as your roadmap goes, like, where are you guys at? Uh, are you frustrated with anything that's going on currently as far as like maybe preventing you guys from accomplishing uh, progression going forward on your roadmap? Or like, what do you guys have planned there? So... Before I get to the roadmap, one of the big changes I would want to call out is when Daniel and I, our other co-founder, we started this project, we never envisioned like how crazy this would have gotten, like in terms of like people liking us and whatnot. You know, we've done plenty of projects in the past. We're never sure when something's going to take off. And, you know, we're, we're committed to this project. That's the reason why Daniel actually quit his full-time job and he's focused 100% gelato. He quit his job like two weeks ago. I did the same thing. I stopped a lot of my other uh, projects I'm working on fully committed to this. So in terms of roadmap, the things that we're trying to finish up by end of year is to get a redesign of our website to be more mobile friendly. Currently, our app is sort of built as separate apps. Like when you click on a homepage mm -hmm. or go to the lottery page, those are technically separate apps in our backend. So we're trying to create a unified version of our application. This way, as we add future games, it all just sort of is in one place. So you connect your wallet to the main page, boom, you can play any of the games. So we want to get that out within the next few weeks and also Lottery V2. Lottery V2 is going to allow people to create their own lottery, set their own royalty, different oh, features, wow. you know, having rounds or doing like a mega, a mega jackpot where, you know, if there isn't a winner, then the amount is carried over to the next game. So we want to give these tools back to the community so people can use it for fundraising or whatever. And after that's out by end of December, then... Early next year, starting January, we're going to put a focus back on slots, blackjack, staking of the house, and then sort of take it from there. One of my games that I really want to build 
is actually animal racing where you have uh, animal NFTs. You're able to use them to race on the uh, platform, bet, and all that. That'll probably happen at some point in March or so. But if that's kind of where build, our high-level roadmap is right now. If you guys can fit, ah, you guys won't be able to, but we do. <laughs> I just got to say, every Thursday, we do a marbles on, like stream. It's where we just give back to the community. We give some Juno away, where it's just gravity-based, right? I wish you guys could do a variation of that where people could bet on their marbles. I would be all over that, man. All yeah, well, it's all possible, you know. I feel like you can code mu- pretty much anything these days, so I definitely wouldn't rule that out. I'm sure it could happen one day. Bro, I got I to gotta get with you guys then, because I think that's, that's just a gravity-based game where it's like, all there is just gravity. It's like, you know, just drop some balls, and then we'll see what happens. Like, that's, we have a blast doing that stuff. But anyway, like, yeah, I'm looking at you guys' roadmap. You guys are well ahead of it. Like, I love it. I love hearing that officially it says Q4 that you guys are going to start a validator on the Juno Network and you guys are way ahead of that. And then you guys got the mega jackpot, blackjack games. Uh, yeah, and then going into staking the gelato tokens or whatnot. Um, that's super, super awesome. Let me ask you a few other things. So right now, as far as the Juno, specifically the Juno ecosystem or Juno Network goes, if you don't mind, what is the most frustrating thing in your humble opinion that you're that you're seeing happening right now? What would you like? like to address if you have the chance i'll talk about my frustration a little but it's kind of focused at juno but i also see this across other ecosystem the thing that i kind of hate the most is this mentality that hey you build it you put a hundred percent of everything in and eventually if people come to it then we'll give you some funding i kind of really don't like that approach because there are other chains out there like hey if you're a developer and you have a track record you can do stuff we'll give you money go build this thing and drive customers to our chain and it feels like Juno and other chains kind of taking the opposite mentality. It was like, hey, go be successful first. And once you do that, then we'll give you the money. And I feel like that's kind of really limiting. There's a lot of amazing projects within this ecosystem, even stuff like Raccoon, you know? They have to build everything themselves, and they still haven't applied for a grant or anything. Could you imagine how far ahead they could be if they got some initial, you know, money from Juno early on? Oh, They'd yeah. be fucking fine, you know? And I just don't want to see great projects with good teams impacted in that way where they're like, hey, we want to do more. We just don't have the funding. But Ethereum gave us the funding or Avalanche gave us the funding, so we'll just go there. I don't want to lose these people, so I'm hoping in the future we're kind of more open to, like, giving newer teams, like, you know, some amount of money. Nothing crazy. Make sure they have milestones. Make sure that whatever funding they get is, like, cut up in pieces so we're not giving them all in one go. Yeah. And I feel like if we do that, we'll have, like, actual applications mostly within cosmos or other chains it's like yield farming you know like how can i make more money how can i build a dex or an nft i want to see actual application i want to see games on here i want to see dating apps and you know betting apps. that's nice <laughs> i love it yeah, i want to see all these things that drive normal people to come into your ecosystem and use your application and not just like nerds who are like oh, i'm trying to make a shit ton of money yeah no i agree i agree too and just going over here we do see you know what i really do like i do like that you know you guys as a validator um have been recently very very active with your guys as participants in in governance i see obviously actually let me go back here i think you guys have pretty much voted on everything that wasn't scammy looking uh i will say this so from the moment we started validated we actually vote on every proposal we have a validated proposal channel on our discord and we do have very in-depth you know discussions with the community hey what do you guys think you know what should we should do and so from the very start, we've tried to be very active in governance. 
And we continue to keep doing that because that's a really important part to ensure that, you know, we're growing this ecosystem in a healthy way that's going to be beneficial to all of us. Yeah. One of, one of the things that when I told everybody that I was going to start doing these community reviews of sorts of the Juno uh, ecosystems validators or teams or top teams that are in the space, uh, you know, I, I, I told everybody that I would be looking into how they're spending, uh, you know, what they're giving back to the community as far as a service and or maybe whatever platform that they're, you know, trying to build. And then also the participation level uh, as far as governance goes and their interactions with the community. And again, like, you know, I've already, I've already come out and said, like, my, my quick opinion about it, is, well, I guess it's not quick. It's been a couple of days. It's been, I've been looking at it for about uh, since Monday. Like, again, I, I, I'm going to say and go out on a limb and officially say that, you know, uh, Gelato, you guys look like good actors of the space. You guys look like you guys are practicing, uh, you know, good practices for your business and for your team and for the Juno ecosystem. Uh, and I love that you guys are active uh, with your voting and participating and, and trying to get feedback uh, from your guys' uh, core root members, right? Or from your guys' base. So, again, I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate that. Um, I, I do think you, 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 you hit it right on the head. Uh, you know, I, I obviously I'm looking at your guys' votes. Yes. Uh, for the communication sub DAO, uh, and for all the other, uh, DAOs that we are trying to implement. I do think, uh, that it is a step in the right direction. Um, I do think that there's a lot of caveats, a lot of things to be ironed out when it comes to, uh, funding going forward, like funding retrospect, like looking back, right. Hindsight quarterback never really does anybody any good other than like learning. Uh, so we can, we can't just stay there forever and complain about it. Uh, we've got to learn from our past, but I do think like we, we have done some, um, I'm not saying reckless, but things that, you know, definitely could have been done better uh, as far as spending goes in the past. Uh, but I think going forward, there are some community members, myself, Rama, and a few others that, you know, are, are getting in there with the respective higher ups within the community and trying to make a change and trying to make that a better uh, thing. Because, yeah, I agree with you. We, we can't lose these people that are willing to develop, willing to deploy uh, just because they're having uh issues finding funding or support we can't lose those people you know we definitely can't do that um can i ask you a controversial question on a personal level oh of uh, course always what do you think about the closed source open source back and forth my personal belief is if you're going to ask for community funding okay first i want to clear this up is like you can <laughs> only really deploy you can only deploy smart contracts to the blockchain so my answer is mostly focused around open sourcing smart, uh, smart contracts. So my belief is if you ask for community funding, then that code technically belongs to the community. We're giving you money to go do something. And there's a lot of advantages of open source. You know, a good advantage of this would be if you give a team money, they figure something out, it's open source. Now another team can come in, take advantage of that and build something more. And now the other team could take advantage of that. So I just feel like if you're going to be asking for community money, your smart contract code has to be open source. Because we've seen too many bad actors in this space where they came and be like, hey, trust me, bro. But at the end of the day, things blew up or things aren't what they expected. Uh -huh. And I really want to be able to dive in, take a look at the code. If I'm sending you one Juno and it does X, I want to be able to verify that. I don't want this magic box where something goes in and supposedly something happens and something comes out. Like, I want to be able to audit that. And I think that will give us, you know, a lot more confidence. Again, this is mostly for community spending. If a company like Disney wants to come in and want to build their own closed source smart contracts and whatnot, they can do that. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. opposed to that, but if you want community money, 
that code should belong to the community because if we figure something out, others should be able to take advantage of it. And that's the reason why open source has like done such amazing wonders from like the beginning of the internet. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, there's been a lot of back and forth, especially with uh, individuals, you know, that I converse with. Uh, used, used to be on the daily, but, uh, you know, definitely pretty regularly. Uh, and I got to be honest, like, I'll go on, a, on, on officially and say as well, if you want to come in here and do it yourself without the community funds, fine. This is permissionless. Do whatever you want to freaking do. It's up to the community to, to figure out if they want to jump in that pool or not. But if you're going to come in here and develop using community funds and request community funds, uh, I'd like to audit those things. I'd like to make sure that that's not like a, a pool full of sharks or piranhas. Like, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, so I agree with you on that one. Um, I see a couple of uh, comments in here asking, so are we scoring them with a weighted metric system? It's like, you know what? I've been racking, and it's not just gelato, guys. I've got to be honest. I've been asking myself, like, how do we realistically judge as a community or or, or as just even an individual, right? Uh, the actions of individuals or teams or projects within the space that are creating a service or providing a service or creating a, a platform. Um, I don't know. I don't like we. <laughs> to me, it kind of feels like it falls in two camps. Like, yes, you can try to give like a value saying a project is between one to five. Mm-hmm. But to me, what I like to think about it is a project slash, you know, whatever, bringing value to the ecosystem. And if they aren't, if someone's bringing value, that should be good enough. Like try to like quantify that into gelato is a four, raccoon is a five. These people are a three. You know, that's yeah, a hard yeah. to do. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's very tough. It's a tough. It's a, uh, it's a tough thing to do. But that's all I'm trying to do, right? Like, I'm just trying to see, is there value there with, with these guys? Are they, you know, regardless if they're just a validator team, or if they're relaying, or if they're deploying code, if they're de- developing something on the protocol, uh, you know, for users to interact with, like, just trying to see, like, what's there for the Juno holder, for the Juno staker, for the, you know, the believers of Juno, uh, like, is there value there? And so it's going to be very difficult. It's definitely not a witch hunt because, again, you know, you. you <laughs> It's. I always go back to the freaking Monty Python. Like she's a witch. She turned me into a newt. And like, how do you weigh it, right? Like, if she weighs more than a duck, like, like it's it gets kind of silly at the end of the day. Like, but that's all we're trying to do. Like, you know, the the spending thing. You'll you'll be very very. Uh, it's easy to see. Like, are you just consistently dumping? Uh, and if you are, like, I want to give everybody, uh, especially you know the teams and validators, the fair chance to kind of come up and say, hey, this is why we're this is why we're doing it. Maybe because you know, our infrastructure is so large and there's some of them like, you know, I'm not even there yet, but I can only imagine with SG1, they're a huge, huge service when it comes to uh, what they're doing in their infrastructure with validating. And uh, do they relay? I don't even know if they relay, but in any case, they're huge. They're Genesis validators for for Atom. Like they have many, many different chains that they run on. Uh, and so like people are, you know, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. But at least we got to give them the chance. We got to give everybody from 40. Well, hell, if I had the time, I'd do everybody. But from 40 all the way down to one, the chance to kind of like come up and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is why we think, you know, we're providing a valuable service to the Juno ecosystem. And or, hey, you know, it's business. Some of some of them are just going to and I won't fault them if they're going to be fully transparent and proactively saying this. Some of them will come up and say, nah, we're just using it to supplement our other stuff that we're doing. Like it is what it fucking is, right? Like some of them, it's business guys. Like some of them are just going to do that shit. Uh, but I at least want to give them a fair shake. Uh, and when we're kind of going through each and every one of these uh, individuals or teams on the list. Uh, and so again, I just want to say, I think again, 
just skimming through everything over the past week, uh, I'm going to put personally uh, my stamp of approval for Gelato. I think you guys, obviously, I mean, let's just go over it real quickly. You guys are validating. So you guys are securing the chain. You guys are providing a great service in that. Um, you guys are also, uh, I think, as I, as I went through your guys' transactions and after you telling me how you guys are spending uh, your guys' rewards, 40% of it going back to the infrastructure, 40% going back to paying individuals. And like you said, some of you guys are going full time into this now. So like there's costs there, right? But you guys are also actively building and actively participating in governance, actively participating with your community. And, and you guys have a platform that you guys are building that the Juno network, the Juno ecosystem holders can actually go and partake on. So you guys are just like idly standing by and saying, well, you're not doing too much. We're just, we're just taking the rewards and you know, fucking off. So I, I will say that you guys definitely have a product. You guys definitely have a service that is valuable. And in that case, I'm going to give the sample of approval on number 40, uh, Gelato. So yeah. I hope you don't mind me saying this controversial thing here, but I know like, you know, the, you know, blockchain permissionless, you can do whatever you want. I feel like too often people think about things that people are doing within the chain as projects and not companies. Like, could you imagine if Apple was an anonymous company and you had no idea, no accountability who they are? Same with Google. I feel like within this space, if you're going to provide some type of value, I feel like you should be docked. We should know who you are. We should know your background. You say you're a blockchain programmer, right? Let me see your LinkedIn. Let me see what you have done, you know? Yep. So that's one of the big reasons why from the very beginning, we docked ourselves. We wanted people to know who we are, our backgrounds, where we come from. And I kind of wish more people did that. You know, I love that Nautical Dow you know, Ani, and just a bunch of other projects. Like, we know who they are. We can talk to them. We know the background. <laughs> I just wish more projects would do that because we got to go from this mindset of, hey, I'm just deploying a project to, hey, I'm trying to build a company. I'm trying to build an empire. And, you know, with those things, come accountability, come, you know, knowing who you are, you know, what you do and things like that. So I'll, that's just my little controversial piece I, I throw out there. Cool, cool. Um, I do have uh, people requesting to speak. Uh, we got Tender Joe coming up here with his hand up. What's up, Tender Joe? How's your day going? What you got for us? My day is way too busy for me to be tuning in here, but I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> it's my break. Um, Rizby, I, I just want your like opinion on something or take on something because I don't totally disagree with your last statement there. But like, in my mind, I think there's absolutely room for both i think that one reason we're in web 3 in general instead of web 2 is because some of us don't want to do the company model for whatever reasons whether it's a product fit for it not to be company owned or um you know whatever reasons like do you think what you just said is like true across the board or i i definitely agree there are some projects that should run like companies but i think it's almost like it, it's funny to say we're in web 3 we got to be doing everything like web two and traditional. You know what I mean? I don't think mine is like a blanket statement saying that every single project needs to do it. I just think that if we're bringing a high amount of value, maybe we're dealing with a lot of people's money and things like that. In those situations, you probably should be doxxed, you know, in other cases, like if you're building a small project or you're experimenting and things like that, then, you know, that's fine. You can stay anonymous to me, regardless of web two, web one, web three, Knowing someone, knowing their background, that's what me, you know, gives me trust as an investor. Be like, hey, if I'm going to take my money invested in you. I want to know about you. To like dive in and give a bunch of people my money and I don't even know who they are, what they do, what they have done. That's a little risky for me. Hopefully that sort of clears it up. 
Does that answer that, Jimmy? Yeah. Yep. Sorry, my phone locked itself, so I couldn't unmute. Um, yeah, just kind of wanted your thoughts on that because I do agree in part, but yeah, like not across the board. Cool. cool. Been a cool just, discussion, uh, though. Thanks for having it, Tank and and Rizvi. Yeah, yeah, and you guys, again, this is what I want to do going forward. Uh, like, I'm going to be taking my time and uh, like reviewing. Uh, and you know, again, I'm not the best at this. This is not what I do <laughs> all the time. Like, th there's definitely better people that are doing this, but I'm going to take my time. And, you know, make sure my ducks are in a row before, uh, you know, I, I, I put anything out there. And especially before I put anything out there, I'm going to try to reach out to each individual validator or team that we talk about and ask them openly, proactively, if they would actually like to come up and have an open discussion about where they're at, what they're doing, how they're viewing things, what their struggles might be, what their anticipations are, what they're trying to get to. Uh, and so that the community can have a better understanding about what their intentions are and what they're trying to provide as far as a service goes, whether it be just a validator, deploying code, like I said, uh, you know, maybe they're doing a service on the protocol or trying to launch something. Like, I think that's the fairest way to go about doing it, right? Like, I don't wanna be out here, I know it's fun and stuff like that, but I'm not out here witch hunting anybody. I want all of these higher ups, I'm saying higher ups, but like, you know, the, the, the positions of, uh, of a power up in the rankings of things to be a little bit more proactive, a little bit more uh, engaged with the community. Because I think the biggest problem is the community doesn't know shit. Like, you know, and maybe that's part of the community's fault. Maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's, you know, my fault as a quote unquote influencer or content provider or whatnot. But maybe it's a, a I think uh, more realistically, it's a combination of, of all three. Like, you know, the teams, the validators, the community, and the, the in-betweens, the mediums uh, that are, you know, putting out content. I definitely do think it's it's a combination of both. So I'm just trying to head up and get in front of that uh, situation uh, when by, by doing so. So again, not a witch hunt, just trying to get the community, even myself, to better understand each other as far as, you know, the ecosystem and the network that we're so invested into, uh, both with our time, money, and emotions. So, yeah. Rec News, I know you're not going to say anything. He's just up here so you can post your freaking post. <laughs> anybody else? I see a lot of us uh, um, in, in the space down below. If, if, if anybody wants to come up and ask any questions, this is your time. If I'm not. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I found out who runs Rec News last night. Pretty sure it's Caroline. Oh! <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. What? Just, you know, shit poked and waiting for the feds to come. What what makes you think that? <laughs> what makes no you think that everything up, but... is everything is everything is fucked? That's why, and it just has to be. Yeah, everything, everything is, is so fucked nowadays that that's as believable as yeah. anything else. That's my. That's evidence. the only thing that makes sense is it has to be her. She's she created a backdoor to, for fucking Sam. She created everything, bro. <laughs> I mean, the Rec News account got real quiet while Sam was speaking live yesterday. You know, she was like eyes glued to the screen, hand in her panties. I thought so no time to tweet. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the consistent death threats that she's making. <laughs> oh, that's well, not that funny. Too. <laughs> I, I, that's not funny, but that's fucking funny to me. I thought that's, a, that's what I was trying to get at. I was like, what makes you think that? Maybe the death threats? Uh, but yeah. No, this, uh, this is your time, guys. If you guys would like to ask number 40, Gelato Team. Uh, anything about, you know, what they're doing as far as their validator goes, maybe any of their spends that you guys have saw. Um, I don't know if you guys have looked into it or not, or even do that, uh, or what they've got going as far as a platform. Uh, now's your guys' chance as we have them up here. By the way, thank you for 
you like, I think you, you right here, you set the tone, you set the standard for everybody else below to kind of like, you know, just come up and, and, and engage, let people know. I think the best thing anyone could do, regardless of what their intentions or what they're going to do with their validator commission or whatever, just be honest, just get information out there and let people just do what they want. You know, my hope is most people have really good intentions and, you know, whatever it is, I just talk about it. And again, thanks to you, Tank, like you may say that maybe you're not the best at doing this, but you're fucking incredible, man. You do a really great job bringing us all together and really educating people within this ecosystem. So I personally can't wait for you to interview other validators. I'm excited to see uh, what they say. You know, uh, I'm going to say this uh, up front. Anybody that is running a validator or part of the team going forward, especially as we get lower and lower and lower, right? I'm sure uh, not only myself, but other validators also have questions. You guys, of course, at uh, at a certain time during the conversation, would love your guys' engagement as well. And, you know, maybe helping ask the questions to get a better understanding of maybe how they're running their infrastructure, why they might be doing that, or maybe even giving constructive criticisms as to how being uh, how they could be more proficient or cost effective uh, or even just effective in general as a, a service provider in this space when it comes to their validator uh, setup. Because, of course, a lot of that stuff goes way over my head. Uh, I just think we have Ref Gang coming up here. See what he got to add. What's up, my friend? Testing, testing. I hate yeah, that. Yo, Tank said, what's up, bro? Respond. You don't want, us to, you don't yeah, want the joke to step in and handle it, dog. <laughs> I think we may have disconnected, but on a personal note, I can't wait to get one of those wrecked gangs NFTs. I found a really cool one. It's like super expensive on loop. I'm hoping that the price will drop a bit more, but I personally can't wait to own one. It looks so fucking cool. Well, you got you all. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Fucking wreck gang talking about them. You are you not gonna get him a necky? I think I got red. Oh, hundred percent. Shut up, wreck gang. I'm trying to steal my oh, fucking project. Hold on a second. Uh, mint them a necky. <laughs> if you ask Tank nicely, he'll give you even a whitelist. Uh, be- <laughs> did you know? Did you know one maneki in the new collection will come with a one of one unique Joe? Wow. I did not know that. Well, that's incredible. Who said that? Who, who said that, Joe? Joe, damn it. It's happening now, Tank. Yeah, I know you're fucking planting seeds. God dang it. <laughs> the seed has been planted and no, now, now I, I gotta go freaking talk to freaking Sunnyside. Hold up, fuck on. Hey, I'm, I'm here to learn about gelato. I, I'm not here to shill. I know, Tank, you want to shill, but it's not what I'm here for. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Tank, calm down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> ask away. Ask away. What? Ask, her, ask away. What do you want to know? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm not extremely familiar with the project we're, we're kind of new in the cosmos i guess but i saw what y'all are doing and it's pretty impressive i uh, heard from a source that you guys might be expanding in the evm or i guess uh, some sort of ethereum based blockchain yeah definitely our ultimate goal is to actually expand into most major blockchains and connect it all back to cosmos and that's why I was saying stuff like Axelor Bridge is really amazing because that sort of makes all that happen. So to me, Gelato isn't just a Cosmos or a Juno project. It's a Web3 project. You know, it's a multi-chain project. So eventually, we definitely will be looking to expand into these, all, these other chains like Ethereum, Avalanche, Near, and so forth. 
Bro, Rex News are artists. They managed to take me out of context three times in that one little <laughs> no, Intern's on fire today. Like, uh, he, he's been working hard. He's been hustling. So fast, bro. We got Amanda uh, coming up here. Yeah, I think, uh, let me... <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to excuse me we yeah so that's really cool that you guys are, are going multi-chain um i like that vision i think you know we're we're also focused on the multi-chain timmy's also focused on the um wait oh snap i'm getting rugged no you're fine we can still hear you. we all join this space because we heard that tendermint timmy is sniffing panties yeah oh, yeah okay that's, that's the main reason why we jumped ship just so you know yeah yeah. Like sniffing panties. Is that right? According to Rec, Rec News, we're here because we heard you were doxxed um, and sniffed panties. <laughs> I, I think you have dyslexia, Amanda. It says hands in the panties. Oh, same difference. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we uncovered who's behind Rec News, and it, it's probably Caroline. That's why when Sam was live yesterday, there were no rec news posts because she had her eyes glued to the screen, hands in the panties. Sorry, Gelato. We'll have a we'll have an AMA with y'all if uh, y'all are interested. Um, yes, I'm so sorry. I'm going to step down. I did not mean to take the, <laughs> no, no, take the seriousness the away. I'm all about the shit post. <laughs> hey, we're always down to talk to people. One quick pitch that I didn't want to say. To me, when I think about where Gelato could be in the next five years or within that time frame, I kind of think about Mario Maker, the, the game. You know, when Mario Maker first came out, people were able to take all these amazing concepts Nintendo created and made these crazy worlds that you can go play from other players. Our goal with Gelato is to create the framework, create the tools, and allow basically people to create their own games, get it onto mainnet, collect the royalty. And Lottery V2 is the start of that. When people are able to create their own games, their own lotteries, that, to me, is the start of us allowing that. And in the future, we want to do more of that. Any game we create, we want you to be able to make it. Set your own custom parameters. And hopefully, as we build out enough tooling, in the future, people can build their own custom games we never thought about. So that's kind of the hope. I know Little Games has a uh, no, hand. We, we, so. don't, we don't go for people that raise their hand up. Uh, we, don't, we don't go there. Uh, if, if he's going to be a pleb. <laughs> Say your that's, piece, Gaines. Oh God! You see, you Kato see. Tank. That's Kato why tank. we don't Can do it. Can you bring up my lad, Robo, please? <laughs> Say thank you, Crypto Tank. That that's that's what happens. Um, I, I'm excited about you know letting uh, people customize their own games. Uh, I'd really love to learn more. Maybe on another space we can chat about it. I think it's a super cool concept, and uh, yeah, looking forward to connecting. Unless I did my my PR. Stop trying to network on my space, Rec Game. Fuck off. <sighs> this is how we make friends. Hey, y'all see it. the meme I, I made earlier? <laughs> Robo, yes. Uh, I do have a question uh, for Not Risby. Uh, in light of the uh, flash loan attack on Raccoon through White Will, uh, have you guys taken any precautions to uh, review your code? Or look at what happened to Raccoon. Or I mean, I don't know because I, I don't I don't know your code. I've never looked at it. But since the flash attack, uh, flash loan attack on Raccoon, have you guys done any, you know, any security, any upsec? 
So essentially, I want to say thank you guys so much for actually exposing that information. The moment we saw that tweet come from you guys, be like, hey, this happened. I actually painted the entire team. Our co-founder, Daniel, we took a look at it. We reviewed our code. We don't see, you know, someone be able to exploit it using flash loans. But because of the incident, we are diving further into our code and building additional re resilience. So right now, there is no risk. But thank you guys for exposing that information. And going forward, all the new games we make will make sure that they can be exploited by something like, you know, a flash loan exploit. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome, bro. At this point, uh, and I, I'm all joking aside and ship posting aside, at this point, we all have to work together. And I mean, across all like sectors of the industry, across all chains, like we, we have to, whatever differences that people above us or whomever, whomever want to put, we start, we have to start to put everything aside and just build networks because we will become the network effect. I fully believe right now that what I'm witnessing with all these interconnected projects like coming together, no matter what shit's happened, we'll go, yeah, well, that happened. Let's shake hands. Let's have a drink. Let's talk about it. And that's the way it's got to be because, you know, there's too much like political bullshit. And I'd rather focus on the people who can build and dev and ship code and like the people who are going to help us to like have fun. And then we can go market and shit talk this, right? But yeah, bro, I'm, I'm putting out an olive branch tonight live. Brahma's probably going to get up in the morning and sell all his raccoons like a fucking below floor, floor price. Can you imagine the smell, man? Fucking hell. If this is record, is this recorded? Oh, fuck, it is as well. It is. It is recorded. Well, dude, I'm just saying, what you said there is like, oh, you guys put it out. Thanks very much. We did this. We did this. If Rama couldn't appreciate that, then he would have to have the problem with me. And that's a piss take, if anyone knows how we work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad, bro. I'm glad you had a code review, like, after what happened to us, because we got caught. No one else has to, yeah. And I think that's the advantage of open source right there. If you guys didn't disclose that and sort of internally fixed it, didn't tell any anyone about it, then someone else like us could have had that issue happen. So that's why I want more information out there so we can all take advantage of it and do what's best for the community and our projects. And in terms of our branch, I fucking love you guys. I, I'm sure you know this, but we hold, you know, one of your NFTs in our vault that we're never selling. Hopefully we'll have that in the New York City office at some point. It's like, you guys are doing amazing stuff, and I'm hoping that at some point we actually get a chance to collaborate and do something together because I think raccoons plus ice cream can do some, you know, crazy shit together. How, how do you feel about Prop 59? I got mixed feelings. Like, I, I agree with the message, and I also don't want to be a stickler for rules saying, hey, you got to go to Commonwealth, you got to do this, you got to do it. I think the heart of the message makes sense. If you request community funding, your smart contract code should be open source. Uh, I know people are just kind of, it's a weird situation, but I agree with it. We voted yes on it. If we need to further clarify, we can definitely create a second proposal if needed. But I think the heart of the message, I definitely agree with. And how did you feel about its execution? Like, do you think it should have went on Commonwealth first for like an extended discussion? Or are you happy that it was just like bang on chain? You don't have a choice to vote. Let's see what happens. What's your perspective on that? I I don't like always being a stickler for rules. I feel like stuff like, you know, what's in Prop 59 is simple enough where maybe it's fine to skip Commonwealth and us to agree on it. So I don't want to say 100% of everything needs to be on Commonwealth. If something is simple enough, I would say let's get it on chain. Let's sort of see what happens. I'm just hoping this doesn't happen too often because if it does, that can definitely be chaos if people are just submitting stuff 
directly to on-chain and not doing proposals. And I don't know if anyone's asked for your... By, by the way, I appreciate your answers, mind, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm making notes. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's the first time I've spoken to you, I think. Uh, like, dude, uh, like, how do you feel about, like, generally at the minute, like, how do you feel about the uh, general, like, consensus of opinion over the, like, the extended uh, sub-DAOs that we're getting? So, like, now we're on our third, I think, aren't we? And it's the the the, uh, the communication DAO is a bit of a like bone of contention at the moment. Uh, have you got any opinions or like? Because we've talked about this all day. I'd love to hear your take on the sub DAOs right now. I agree with what the sub DAOs are trying to do. For me, the thing will always be a hundred percent transparency. This is a problem I have with the Osmo Grant program. They requested a shit ton of money, but when you sort of questioned it, hey, what are you doing with this money? Like, what you know, what makes sense? They don't really have a good answer for that. So if we're going to have sub DAOs or DAOs or whatever, that's going to take community fund and do stuff with it. I just want accountability. The last thing I kind of want is people who are higher up, like, hey, now we have access to all this money. We'll just pay ourselves like crazy salaries. I don't want that. If you're going to do good things with it, things you said you will, and you show us that, hey, this is exactly what we did with the money, I'm 100% with it. you got to spend money to make money. Risby, we're on the third DAO, though, you know. I mean, we've got the uh, growth sub DAO. We've got the delegation sub-DAO. Now we're onto the communication sub-DAO. And that's where the bone of contention lies. That's where the spirit of Juno was born. Uh, there's a grassroots movement heading in a specific direction. And at the end of the day, I'm going to call it, people are going to have to like pick sides at the end of the day with this communication. Like This is going to be a hill. <laughs> this is going to be Custer's like last stand to this communication uh, sub there, like, and I just know, and I'm prepa I'm preparing for it. I'm relaxed, but I know it's coming. And your man Shoebox Rama, he knows it's coming. We're getting ready, like, dude. We have to. We're going to have to like make a decision very, very soon. There's going to have to be votes. We're going to see who's on what side of the camp. Is it freedom or is it just like a group of small people like controlling everything? I mean, yeah. I might be paranoid. You know, I might be a conspiracy theorist. Correct me, please. You know, uh, before before you get into it, because we also see CryptoTech has had his hand up for a long time. I just want to say, you know, part of it, I'm not witch hunting, but part of it is doing all of this is is so that the community can understand, because I see it too, Robo. I do see Hamburger Hill happening. It's going to be our moment. We're going to have to take a stand. We're going to have to fight up up towards it. Uh, but doing these these spaces and doing these these community reviews and such, hopefully will help not only us as a community, but the other side, like I said, better understand each other uh, and get you know our points across to each other in a more productive and constructive way. Uh, crypto, uh, not, uh, Rizby, if you want to respond to that real quickly, I'd like to get CryptoTech because he's been patiently waiting with his hand up. No, we can definitely go to the next person. I just want to say, you know, as long as we're transparent and I'm just happy that people like Robo and others are like really actively helping ensure that we are making the right decisions. And we're not just wasting money here. I'm happy to see this. And I can't wait to see where the conversation goes. You know, looking forward to being a part of it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun conversation. Crypto Tech, what you got, buddy? Uh, thanks for letting me talk. Uh, I like that Jalal's New York uh, company, theoretically. So uh, I'm a New Yorker. So I first want to say uh, I like seeing that. Um, and since I have Raccoon and Gelato, my question is probably to the both of you at the end of the day. Um, and by the way, Tank, I think my buzzword for 2023 will be community review for any time I get audited as a corporate finance person. So I think I'm going to just use that as my 
tone it down buzzword for my staff going forward. So, <laughs> uh, so my question is, I'm about to go into corporate, I'm in corporate finance, we're about to go into Super Bowl season, and we have all these boxes, 20 bucks, five bucks, it's five points, 20 points. When am I going to see on one of these uh, blockchain platforms like yours, where I can do this on blockchain, and basically I get a shitty number up front, I pay 20 bucks, and I could maybe buy a better box for like 35 and you could trade them a thousand times during the game, thinking, oh my God, we got five minutes left, score is you know, 17 to seven, I want seven, seven. And then you could buy it for the prize money and then it gets screwed up and then something else happens. So you know, I'm dying for that because we all work remote in my office. No one sees each other. We have to use a platform online to pay and it's all annoying as fuck. So that's my question, thanks. I really like the idea of sports betting and it is on our roadmap. Unfortunately, I really want us to do poker or blackjack first. So in my mind, maybe like by summertime, we'd put more of a focus on it. If we're able to expand our team and bring in more blockchain devs, I can definitely see us doing it sooner. So the answer is hopefully next year. My goal is to try to get it done sooner, but I also can't wait. Like, I think sports betting, all of this is like perfect for fucking blockchains. So those daily squares, I actually know a team working on something like that. Um, one of our devs who's helping with some of our smart contracts is actually on that team. Um, right now, they have something on, I think, Polygon, but they're actually trying to create their own uh, Cosmos project uh, to bring that kind of daily squares model to Cosmos. Uh, I would need to check with them and see what the status of that is, but like, yeah, I know that there's a team that has been working on it. Um, it's a, a team associated with like the Web3 Builders Alliance and like Jabbar Jam, if you know who that is on, on Twitter. Um, so yeah, I, I know that those guys are, are working on something like that. Uh, definitely solid people. Uh, hopefully they can get that going on chain by Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. Go ahead, Robo. Oh, sorry, dude. I was on another page. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the the games. Uh, so, so gelato. Uh, it, that's how you pronounce it, yeah. Gelato. Yep. Uh, everything's on chain. Everything's a hundred percent on chain, right? Yeah. The only thing that's not on chain yeah. is literally you... our front end, and we kind of want to build everything to be fully on chain. Uh, you know, if our app goes down, for example, you'll still be able to interact with all of our games and still play through like a CLI. So, yes, one hundred percent on chain. So what difficulties have you had with like randomness? Because obviously that's like the big, like the big thing, isn't it? Like obviously blockchain deterministic, randomness. And that's why like, you know, like random oracles, etc. Like the few people that are doing it, like that's why it's quite a big prospect. Uh, what, what can you, I mean, I don't know, dude, I wish I'd like, I'm coming in here and I'm, I'm probably like sounding ignorant. That's because I am. But I'm really interested to like find out more. I really would like to know, yeah. Uh, have you guys had any struggles with that aspect? So us personally building our own randomness algorithm definitely took a long time. We're doing something called like entropy over time where we're building randomness over time as people join games. They help contribute to the randomness that will ultimately come out. But that's a very difficult thing to do. And we knew that long term, you know, us to continuously tweak this algorithm might take a lot of time away from the actual game development. So we haven't announced this yet, but in the near future, we're actually going to be looking to take advantage of noise uh, network or noise protocol to use their randomness as our source of randomness for all of our games. So in the end of December, our current lottery system will actually convert to using their randomness, and we're already securing their testnet. 
We have the real layer set up. So in the future, we'll use that dedicated blockchain and also you know, help them build out their code, features, and whatnot to help us do randomness correctly within IBC. You guys are really asked because true randomness is actually like like very hard to come across, isn't it? Hundred like percent. People, people, people don't can. realize. Yeah, people don't realize the extent of what like true randomness is. Like the day that Moll explained to me, like this expert mathematician, right? Uh, the day he explained to me, like like true randomness and how it's not really like a thing, like like like. There's no such thing as it. And I'm like, what? And he, he explained to me about how they use the price of, originally it was three, the specific price of a specific like currency at a specific time of day and date that was like, like not predefined, right? Uh, that then they went to five currencies and then that was cross-referenced somehow with like a transaction hash to create this like, I mean, it was pretty much, Obviously, like it still is, but it was pretty much like a, a watertight uh, version of being able to create like randomness in a deterministic environment, and it's not an easy thing. And uh, and I see the big guys like API three that are still like are they still in better? I think they are, aren't? Are they, are they in better? I'm sure they are. API three on their random uh, oracle. Uh, there's a few others. They're isn't pseudo there? random it's, too, it's... I think API. I think the only true yeah, randomness yeah. in the Web3 space is Chainlink's BRF or VFR. Well, has that been fully audited? I knew Chainlink was coming in. I knew t- I was bringing Timmy in oh, there, yeah, my guys, to the conversation. That's, I was one lying their, up mine. that's one of their offerings they've had for a while now that a lot of... Um, I actually came up just because I was curious. Robo, if you know if the rest of... Timmy, is that what dot, wait, is that what dot move? Is that what dot move are uh, using? Is, it or not? Do, is that what dot, dot, move? dot move are using? I don't know if Wait I'm familiar. A minute. What were you talking about? The randomness. What was the what was the initials of dots uh, randomness again? I'm not familiar. Sorry. What was you talking about? Like polka dot dot. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, Chainlink. Chainlink. You're talking about Chainlink's randomness. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what was the initials? Sorry, dude. What was the initials? Oh, um, V, VRF, VR. I always forget the last letter because it's not what I expect. Hold on. Chainlink VR. Didn't it have like a virtual referee thing? Yeah, VRF. Chainlink Provably fair randomness. Ah, yeah. right, okay. They've also got the referee thing on uh, Dot Move as well, which was like pretty cool. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that might be it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I was curious what, for the gelato it, dude and then you, Robo, if you, if you knew about like the raccoon developers, if you guys have ever done any work on gambling type platforms on other chains. Um, because I know like this issue doesn't exist on Ethereum because of Chainlink. And so I was just kind of curious if either of you guys had worked in both ecosystems and could like speak to that. Well, they've done widespread ex- like ex- like research. I mean, they've, they've talked to me about like they've been all over, even before the start of the project. Uh, and they were always like, like there has to be some little click in the contract. There has to be some like little like, like third party like you know diversion even if it's like a split second uh, uh, dude the <laughs> raccoons are just about on chain on chain on chain they, they'll not give up on that that they're, they're obsessed with like 100 percent constant on chain activity they don't want anything that happens there to not be visible 
So, like, I, I mean, I can't comment that much on the tech, dude. You know that. I can just comment on the sentiment and whatever. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, like, I think to me, uh, you want you want chain link on Juno, yeah? I probably I don't blame you actually. No, the fucking wonder. We might get some traction if uh, chain link come. I do want it, but to be honest, the way that the raccoon guys get random numbers is totally fine with me. Like, I would not, if Chainlink was a thing, I don't think I'd even care about them. Uh, no, I don't mean for raccoon. I mean for the wider eco, for like the DeFi. Yes, like, you know, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I mean for the wider eco. Has anybody ever looked um, into Low Terra's randomness offering? Because they were a randomness offer on Terra. And as I understand, they also function on Juno right now. Um, so I, I didn't know if anybody had done research or, or looked into them. I believe their randomness article was called DRAN, but it's currently shut down. So Noise Network actually took a lot of inspiration from them. It's basically rebuilding like a new version of DRAN while Latora was using on Noise Network. Okay, thank you for that. It's quite an interesting conversation, isn't it? Hey, you don't think this if you're tuning in on your, your Friday night or your Friday morning or your Friday afternoon. I look in the I look in the chat. Look at the Dijons in here. Oh my God! There's some right giga brains in this room. I heard uh, Soy Two speak uh, for the first time the other day. Wow! I tell you what, this kid. I can't wait. He comes back to Thailand. Me and him, him and I are going to have a right sesh. <laughs> uh, tank. Uh, yeah, I do uh, want to. I do want to ask as as we do have a pretty good group of individuals in here. Uh, again, this this uh, space first started off with you know getting to know Gelato. Uh, and their services because we're reviewing from 40 down the Juno validator list and seeing, you know, uh, you know, just kind of going over as, as a as a community annual review of sorts uh, of what they're doing, what these teams have been doing, uh, you know, if they're providing a valuable service uh, or, or uh, means or, or if they're providing healthy uh, interactions with the Juno ecosystem and community members. Um, and Rigsby has been ever so kind to come up and like openly just discuss earlier on the ins and outs of Gelato, what they've been doing, what their infrastructure look like, what their spends look like, uh, you know, what their roadmap is, um, their frustrations and all that other stuff. If anybody would actually like to come up and talk about or ask him, uh, you know, what's been going on with Gelato or have any concerns or have any uh, questions in regards to that in, in, and maybe other validators, uh, you know, regardless if he, if he wants to answer it or not, if you want to come up and ask, this is your time, guys. If you guys want to get to know uh, these people that are on the list, uh, that are doing things in the community, uh, this is your chance. But yeah, I, I love how this kind of morphed into uh, a, a very productive conversation uh, all over the place in, in, in the cosmos. I have a question. Sure. I have a question for Riz, Rizby. Uh, Rizby, so a long time ago, the community was screaming at Raccoon to create like a, a validator, uh, even if it was a, like a whitelist, yeah? Can I just ask you, from your personal experience, uh, I mean, if you could go back in time and not do it, uh, would you? Would you leave the validation side like alone and, and concentrate on the gaming side and, you know, etc.? Or are you guys happy you did the validation or has it been a you know, a hard road. Like, what do you think, bro? I will say, honestly, when we first started it, it was really hard, really nerve wracking, especially people, you know, delegating so much amount of money. Now you're responsible for it. It was a tough road, but I think, you know, eventually once we fully understood what we had to do and basically built a lot of the automation, I'm kind of happy we made that decision. 
You know, I really wanted us to be part of the governance, helping ensure we keep the community open, accessible, ensure that we're funding you know, proper projects and things like that. So I'm happy we did it. It was hard as hell, but I think it's 100% worth it. And we're looking forward to, you know, doing this more, expanding into more chains outside of Cosmos and whatnot, too. So, yeah, I would say it was worth it. I would do it all over again if I had to. Wait, outside of Cosmos? Do you mean like outside of the greater like IBC? So yeah, all, our goal is to So we want to have validators on Ethereum, Near Protocol, Avalanche, Polkadot, and just whatever the other great chains are out there. And we want to bring all of those, you know, people and communities where, back to Cosmos. Where will be your first choice to deploy your platform? Like, where will be your first choice? We're kind of thinking outside, like of, outside of IBC. We're kind of thinking like IBC. Protocol or Avalanche right now. So those are the two we're exploring. But it's not finalized yet, so hopefully within maybe a month or two, we'll make our final decision of what chain we'll expand into outside of IBC, or probably Avalanche or Near Protocol would be my two choice. And are you why not go? Why not go? Why not go with something like Polygon, where you can just copy paste your code? You know how difficult it is to get in the active set of Polygon. Uh, oh, you're talking about his validation. My bad. Yeah. This is what happens when Timmy only oh, also, has. Also, there's a lot of competition on Polygon for these games, right? That, like, you know, that's been established there. Uh, you know, predictions market. What is Gelato, what about Polygon Binance is- Smart Chain yeah. for your platform, not your validator? You'd probably be one of the only non-scam apps on there. It's Cosmos <laughs> SDK based, <laughs> so you can just uh, you can just copy paste your code. I'm serious. There's only one project on all of Binance Smart Chain I know of that's not a scam, and it's Pancake Swap, and it's just the way that you get into the scams. So like, yeah, to you me, I was talking about. Out. I was talking about it. To me, I was talking about like his DAP and his validator as well. I'm glad some people picked up on that. Like, I think it was it who thought we were on about the validator. I was. Caught, I'm talking about the DAP. I, I thought he was I talking about the validator. Okay, yeah. No, like I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. I couldn't Sorry. care about that. I'm just I'm sick of like, no, where are you going to go? I kind of see Juno as almost like Shopify, you know, in the sense that we really wanted to, like, jump in, start building our platform, doing stuff. But I think at some point, you know, our vision of, hey, creating tools, people can make their own games. We're probably going to outgrow Juno at some point. Same way, you know, if you're a big company, you started Shopify, you might outgrow that at some point, too. So I definitely won't like, you know, rule out Gelato becoming its own dedicated L1 train within IBC one day. And like, oh, you, guys within- should, you guys should hit up Sega. You, you're a match made in heaven for them. They're app chains with like hub security from the main Sega chain, like what Adam wants to oh, do. Man. Barely focused oh, on man. gaming. Oh, I wasn't oh, worried. Man. I'll check them out. Thank you for that tip. Yeah. If you like what you see, let me know and I could even connect you with someone on the team. Oh, definitely will. Thank you so much for that offer. Timmy, isn't that weird? Isn't that more... I, I don't know about that. Like, given what you are, your kind of platform, very similar to, like, Raccoon, uh, rather than, like, in-game player kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. am I, am I, to me, you correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, obviously we're talking about, like, desktop clients and, like, Sovereign L2s. There's a little bit of a difference, isn't there, with uh, Sega, no? Yeah, so... Dude, hilarious story, they used to be called Sagan, but then Carl Sagan sued them, and the name they settled on, completely unrelated to the original name, was Sega, just without the end, so they're Sega now, or Saga. 
Um, yeah, that's what I said. Sega. Is it Sega or Saga? Nobody fucking knows, I don't think. Oh, my bad. It, I thought I heard Sagan. Aren't they like a pseudo L0, though, right? Isn't it a little bit yeah, like Yeah, so basically like they're like the third. I'd say they're the third kind of big competitor in the, like, you know, the hub wants to do interchain security in a general sense. Osmosis wants to do mesh security. And then Sega's like, all right, well, we're done waiting for the hub. We're just going to set up interchain security with our own chain and have it be a pretty focused use case for like, um, I mean, they're focusing on gaming, but they definitely support other stuff. There's already some other stuff being built that isn't gaming. But like, I don't know if I'd call it a layer zero. Really, it's just like Sega chain will be like, what we thought the Cosmos hub would be, and then all of their side chains who will run was, security from it. Who who was the first round about back in April? Was it that uh, what was that game that was out again? And then uh, the snap the VC money snapped them up pretty quickly. Like I'll have to go and find it in the Discord. I'll be able to find it in two seconds anywhere. What was that game? Cosman. Uh, oh, all the games begin with like Cos Cos something, don't they? Right. Uh, I remember. No. Send them all the article. Uh, dude, I think it's a good thing, and and you're right. It's not like gaming specific, but it is right now. And there's a lot of VC money. Like there's there's a lot of VC money sitting there right now. Yeah, I think it's less so that they're gaming specific, and more so that gaming is probably the most common use case right now when it comes to demand for like app chains. It, like gaming just fits the role that they serve best. So like they aren't only for gaming, but at the moment gaming is like the number one use case where your own dedicated L1 but that rent security from a larger one makes the most sense. Go on, Reckon, jump on in there. Jump on in there. I was doing my Go get him, boys. Yeah, oh, I had a few questions now. Um so one, I, oh wait, one is a statement. Traders just started their validator, so I'm going to kill that because uh, we were talking about validators and uh, they do a good job. So uh, I like them as an NFT project and I think we should support each other as NFT project-led validators. Second, uh, thank you. Yeah, Risby, you, you talked about uh, the, you know, kind of letting people build out their games using Gelato as a tool. So so how does that work? Like I'm I'm genuinely interested in building something out for Red Gang using your guys's tools, maybe some sort of raffle, maybe some sort of uh you know, some sort of lottery system uh using maybe our theme and and our NFTs and our prizes, but but kind of using your platform or infrastructure. So how would one kind of follow through with that? So our goal is actually build a gaming framework where we have like packages like this is how you do randomness. This is how you like deal with like accounts and things like that. And the hope is people can take all these modules, build their own games. And let's say you're able to easily deploy to testnet. People can test it out like, hey, we built a game using Gelato framework. And the goal is for people to be able to vote those things into mainnet. Like, hey, we like this game. This is going to go to mainnet now. And one of the things that we want is the ability to add royalty to games you create. So as a game creator, if you create some crazy Mario gambling game and people want to see, see it go to mainnet, you can attach like a 10% royalty to that game. Be like, hey, for any game that's played using this, I'll collect 10% of all the winnings. So that's kind of how we see it. But again, that's probably like two, three years away before we actually get to that point. Oh, I was ready for I mean, like tomorrow, man. Oh, I wish, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was really hyped. I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. But I'm looking forward to it in two, three years. 
I mean, if you have an idea and you want to work with us now, we can definitely work together and build something out. But in the future, I want to make a self-service. If you have some development experience, you should be able to come in, take our tools, our modules, and basically build your own game. Yeah, that sounds cool. And and just for Cosmic, the record... Cosmic oh, Horizon, guys, by the way. What so is, Cosmic, Hori Cosmic Horizon and Saga. Yeah, I remember I'm very, very bearish. It's in the nest. On, uh, it's in the nest. Anyway. On games. Like, not, not your guys' games. Because that's more of a lottery and raffle and, and gambling, but some of those NFT games uh, that sell you NFTs, like I'm very bearish on that, especially if they use some sort of app chain. Like Dude, what's for real? Like what was that whole Joe shit? What a scam! I know, right? They just abandoned the project. Hey, we're still validating, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we should do something with that. We, we should... <laughs> Are you in the Telegram wrecking? Uh, no, we're in the Discord and the Twitter. There's a Telegram. I didn't. There's no, know. no. There's no official Telegram. There's like a. I'm sitting on my bags. I'm sitting on my jaw bags. Are going to be worth fucking loads in the bull market, man. Imagine the smell in people's houses when they fucking sold this shit. I Amen. mean, the, the anthropological value <laughs> of Joe, right? It's a culture. It's a movement. People, historians are going to be writing about Joe. So in 1,000 years... I've got Joe on my desktop, dude. I've got Joe Kwan on my desktop, man. There we go. <laughs> Just for the culture. Yeah, it seems like you were talking. <laughs> I got rugged. My phone does this thing like one out of 20 times where if it switches to landscape mode, like it rotates, it'll kick me out of the Twitter space. Very weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just put like an update in this one. I was like, guys, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the devs are doing. They're just joing around. Like multiple people told me they'd have staking in a day or two. And the design I gave them is so simple. Uh, it seems like he's getting rugged again. Your man, your man's getting rugged, isn't he? Where is he? Tim, Timbuktu or something? Where, where's your man? Timbuktu. Hello, fella. How you doing? You out there on the islands or something? Oh, he's, a, he's far away, isn't he? Uh, you know far what? Away I think, in a I think he's land. fake rugging. Hello? I think he doesn't want to promise anything for Joe Chain, so he's kind of like, oh, I said all these things, but... Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, no, we only have three promises, bud. Friendship yeah, and you held up the dice, so it's all good. Yep. Hey, 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 Rigsby, I actually do have another question uh, about Gelato. Um, how big is the team? How many members do you guys have? Currently, the team is about eight people in total. So it's me who deals with infrastructure slash business development. We have another DevOps engineer. We have two blockchain engineers. Uh, Daniel does most of the game development. We have an NFT developer. Uh, we have a data scientist, we have a game developer, and the rest of them are ambassadors, you know, helping spread the news. So in total, about eight to ten people on Gelato. Wow. Uh, we, we love Rusty. Has, have you been treating our friend Rusty very well? You still got him locked in the basement, or do you, like, let him out to eat every once in a while? Rusty is fucking godsend. I love the guy. <laughs> you know, our dream is to be able to get out maybe five to ten NFT collections per year. And Rusty is the perfect leader to help us sort of get that from day one. Just just blew my mind. I loved working with him when we worked together on the series one gelato NFT. And I'm like beyond blessed to have him part of the team. So thank Rusty's you, Rusty, for choosing guy. us versus anyone else you could have gone to. Yeah, Rusty's a really good guy. I was I was I was very happy to uh see him land with you guys. So I think you guys picked up an ace right there, man. 
for show, for show. Well, anybody else got any questions? I got to go choke some people out pretty soon, but uh, you know, I don't. I'm not in a rush. Got it. Got another. 20, Did uh, Tank Tank huh? Tank? You started. You started your spaces earlier. Uh, did uh, did Highlander come in or not? I'm no. just asking for a friend. Okay. No. Just asking for a friend. Okay. I'm sure though. Okay. I'm sure though. There there are add-ons just sitting. Because well, I know, but I he so. well he commented on uh, no. So like basically everyone in the industry like didn't pick up that no mentioned it was his birthday on Game of Nodes. Shame on you. And like I was like first in last night, like ah oh, happy birthday, dude. Posted like Hugh, uh, Winston and the gang picture, happy birthday, right? And then I saw your man's comment, and I was like, all right, okay, I'm gonna comment, right? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like your your performance the other night was like disgraceful, fucking radio silence. Now I don't know about you lot, but a conspiracy of silence speaks louder than words. Get ready. I'm wait, ready. Wait, wait, I've been wait, ready wait, all wait. my his, life. It was Highlander's birthday, and you wished no, him no, a happy birthday. No, no, it was null. No, it was nulls. It was oh, nulls. Okay. okay. And because the plebs forgot, see, Robo doesn't forget, <laughs> right? If you've told me like it's your birthday or something like coming up, I'm I'm gonna remember that shit, right? Ask Rama. He'll tell you. He, he told me it was like his kid's birthday in like two weeks, and then I like sent him like some money for his kid's birthday. Didn't even know the kid hardly. Anyway, it's just nice to chat to. Uh, uh, all right, yeah. I'm going to test you on this. My birthday's on 420. There you go. Let's see if you remember it. 420? Four wait a minute. 420. Wait, yeah, four, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, America. April so 20th. your dates are the wrong way. Dude, your dates are the wrong way around. Wait yeah, a okay, minute. 2024. April, yeah. April 20th. Let's see if you remember that. Excuse four months from now. You, you threw down the gauntlet. Let's see if you remember it. Wait. It's two, dude, it's two days after my father and brother's birthday. They're on the same day, the 18th of April. My parents' wedding anniversary is the 16th. Do you think for one minute a pleb like Robbo will forget Pepe's birthday? Two day. Oh, dude. Dude, you don't know me. All right. Anyway, well, let's see. Let's we, see. Now, you, you said you remember birthdays. I'm going to test you. Can we keep having fun? Can we, Pepe, can we keep having fun? This is all we need. Like, right. we're in the depths of the bear. It's not difficult, is it? We can all come on and, like, make each other laugh and blah, 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 man. It's not fucking difficult. And I wish, listen, or is that Cos- Cosmos Joe? When did when did he join? Or Joe? I just got up here. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm April 12th. What? Joe, do you like a sandwich? Joe, I bet you love him. I bet you love a sandwich. Joe, can I ask a question? Love me a good what, sandwich. What, what, what do you love the best, though, right? Do you love making the sandwich? Or you like buying the fucking pre-packed sandwich? I mean, no, do you I like, I like Joe the- in the middle? I like to build it. Oh, I, like I knew your it. man wouldn't let me down. I knew your man you do, wouldn't. Do, I knew Joe. Joe wouldn't let me down. Joe, do you do, like to Frank, build it. do you do the Frank Reynolds technique where you build the sandwich in your mouth from the individual components? No, no. I build it, and then I know <laughs> I know that I did it right when I can cut it into, like, symmetrical pieces. I mean, pieces it sounds like you're it doing it wrong. Apart. Sounds like you're doing it wrong if you're not building the hoagie in your mouth. Just got to level with you. We don't we don't say hoagie here. <laughs> Are you discriminating me based on my slang, Joe? I think I think Joe Bands, Joe Bands and Rizby will back me up on that. I've seen enough food programs where yeah, I know Jimmy's trying to rook. My life. Listen, I went to school. I went to school in Boston, and the first time I heard hoagie, I wanted to transfer out of the school. 
<laughs> Even I know what that means, you fucking... <laughs> yeah, Yankee fucking cookers. I'm dead. Oh, my God. Bangkok Joe over and out. <laughs> fucking hell. Subs, get it right. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that either. That's a Jersey thing. Don't hate on Jersey. So, uh, so wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Me. Wait, Wait so what do you call them? To, what do you call them, Joe? Just are all sandwiches a sandwich <laughs> to you, regardless of shape, size, size, and content? <laughs> Joe, Joe Band, should we should we say it or no? I don't know. Do they know about Blimpy? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Blimpy's like Wait a Subway. Minute. Come on. No, we, we, I'm on Timmy's side. Them, uh, we call them heroes. I'm on Timmy's side. Timmy, Timmy, on your on your side. Back home, we have Thank a buddy. Wait, we have back home, guys. We have a buddy. If you haven't had a fucking chip buddy, in fact, if you haven't had a curry battered bun chip buddy in England, then you've never had fucking cholesterol levels that will send you straight to fucking Seffies like E and R. Like, seriously, like, they, they give you this shit. It's like, nah, dude. I shouldn't. You like, I shouldn't be. Anyway, we have baps, you know, not baps. Baps is just like round bread. It's like the exact size of a like a, a big dinner plate. And your woman in the shop, she cuts it in half and fills it with that much shit, right? You come out and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to eat this cunt? They don't even cut it into pieces, the fucking plebs. Like, it's a proud thing that, like, you have to eat it whole. You can't even cut this shit up. Like, if you do, your father's looking at you like, what's wrong with you, you little fucking pleb? Fucking eat the sandwich whole. And it's like fucking three times the size of your head. So I agree with Timmy. I like a good sandwich, but I like a good buddy, a chip buddy. <laughs> I like it. I can't do this anymore. I can't. Wait, hold on, hold on. Rigsby, thank you very much for coming up and talking to us. I don't know where the hell this went off to, but I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. So I changed the name up top to what the hell are we talking about? Um... Consider this your introduction into the true Cosmos community. This is what happens on our spaces, and it's an honor to be a part of. I'm, I'm, so it's I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, guys. I like Risby. I like Risby. I'm probably going to get burned for this comment in the morning. Like, literally, Ram is going to wake up in the morning, shoebox, and he's going to say this on Rec News. And he's going to destroy, be fucking nuking my wallets. I do not care. Shoebox, I'm ordering me second takeaway for the day. Fuck yeah, I'm up for the night, me. I'm I, I knew it, fun. I knew it. Look, I thought Rusty, they let him out from under the dungeon. It's your time to eat. What's up, Rusty? How you doing, buddy? Doing, doing great, brother. Just doing some day job uh, testing shit here and uh, fucking ready for the weekend, brother. How you doing, man? Hanging in here, man. Hanging in here. Yeah. Learning more about gelato. And then we're talking about sandwiches now and the proper name for sandwiches. So, hey, man. Gelato got a, gelato oh. got a pass from me. They got the stamp of approval from me, man. It's, it's, yeah, I got some. It's a great team, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of fucking smart dudes and a lot of good people. No, you know what? I, I do want to say this for, for anybody coming in after the fact. So, again, we're doing, well, at least I'm doing a, a sort of soft, community review, looking at all things, it's kind of subjective, right? But looking at all things when it comes to top validators, top teams, top um, individuals uh, that are in our Juno space. Uh, so we looked at, again, I'm going to be very, I don't pull any punches, uh, Raise the Edge. We looked at how they were spending, 
uh, the rewards where Bisbee explained to us uh, how their infrastructure looks like, you know, um, what those reward spends were looking like. They said they went 40% to uh, their infrastructure, 40% to the team, 20% back into what they were doing on their platform. Again, if you guys don't know, they're actually building stuff for the Juno participants, for the Juco, Juno, Juco, Juno holders uh, within our space. They have their gambling platform. Uh, they also run a really good validator service. So I liked what I heard. Uh, and with all that, which I'm just kind of like glazing over or glossing over right now, uh, I'm going to say like out there publicly, uh, I don't see anything overly wrong with what they're doing. Matter of fact, I like what they're doing. And so I'm going to give them the community pass sealed boop, and delivered by Crypto Tank. I like it. Thank you so much for that kind words. Can't wait to do more. And Rusty, happy to have you here yeah it's 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 been a pleasure this is this is a great role um i'm excited like i said there's a lot of great team uh, a lot of great team members and there's just a lot of badass ideas and it gets my creative juices flowing and it's just really exciting and i love being here and the utility all the different stuff that we've talked about um the utility the the ideas for the utility of the nfts it's just fucking awesome and i mean there's just so much cool shit that we're going to do we've got a collection coming up in in 13 days over on um tory over on territory it's going to be a small collection but that's going to have um some utility over on the platform some other cool shit it's only um 200 pieces is going to be really small really low price um just a great collection and these artists are actually people from the gelato uh part of the gelato team that this is their first NFT collection and they've been busting their ass. So it's just really cool stuff. It's fun to be involved. Um, Risby, I mean, thank you so much for having me over there. This is exactly what I was looking for, man. And I'm just excited to be a part of it and just all the cool shit that uh, you all got going on. I mean, all these different Discord channels, it's like, holy shit, it's a mind fuck of just so much creative shit going on. And you know, as I always say, I'm the dumbest guy in the room, so it's tough to keep up at times. But um, just happy to be a part, man. Be a part of it, brother. I will challenge you for that title of dumbest man in the room. Don't you dare try to take that from I me. Mean, I've had that for 42 fucking years, Tank man. Well, God, you even beat me on that. I'm 41. Son of a bitch. Oh shit, man. Uh, I'm I'm fucking getting old, man. Wait, uh, let's see how old are you? Congrats, congrats, I'm 42. Rossi. Hey, oh, yeah, you, you and I are the grandfathers of this uh, space. Thank you, buddy. Y yeah. Um, yeah, I hear people all the time talk about, you know, just a certain age or something. I was like, fuck, man. I, I By that time, I was already married or, you know, graduated college or whatever. But, uh, hey, man, I'm just happy to be alive and, and healthy. So every day that I wake up, it's a fucking good day. Good stuff. Tinder Joe. I have to. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. Tinder, sorry, Gus. Damn it, Gus. Tinder Joe was raising his hand. Oh. Don't you get out of line already? I'm sorry. I just got invited. To <laughs> he probably speak. can't hear him. Yeah, you know when you when you get like invited to speak, you can't see anything. <laughs> like everything just goes fuzzy for like five seconds. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll back off then. Hey, if I ever if I ever raise my hand, it's because it's a it's a topic change, and I'm willing to wait. If it's urgent, I'll jump in. Don't you worry. <laughs> it's urgent because someone said we're the grandfathers. I got to pull one on you guys. I'm the great granddaddy of the space. Then <laughs> I got you guys beat in a major way. <laughs> so, granddaddy Gus, fifty five. I like it. Unfortunately, 
55. Hey, hey well, Gus, looking good, 55 Gus, is looking a great good. age, man. Hey, yeah. That, uh, Gus, Dennis, is that a picture of you nah, in your profile? No, nah, that's Dennis. That's Dennis Leary. That's Dennis Leary from the refs. So um, he, he and I kind of ah, okay. grew up in the same neighborhood. Whoops. But hey, you got to watch that Christmas mu- uh, movie. It's the best. But the reason why my, my kids call me Gus is because I walk around the house wearing a bitch in the mountains. You know, basically the same lines from the movie. So that's it. Anyway, I'll let you guys talk. I'm an asshole. A great song by him. <laughs> Sandy, I see you over there, but we uh, I don't know if we have too much speakers, but I'll try to get you up when I can. I could pop down after this too. I really got to fucking finish this work. Um, but I just want to call out real quick and we are actually rerunning these numbers right now in case something was weird. Um, we're not going to make any tweets about it, but just like shocking sort of data just came in. So we've been like analyzing all of the chains in Cosmos just to see what the stake distribution is like. Um, we did it for Ebmos a while back. You might've seen those charts that we threw out that showed like this many wallets are staking below 10 as at most. These many are between 10 and 50, whatever, just to sort of get a sense of things. Um, so we're rerunning these numbers right now, but it looks like 83% of voting Osmo wallets have less than 0.1 Osmo in them. Now, what? I don't have 83%. Almost uh, 1.7 million wallets. So, or wait, no, no, hold on, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, almost 1.7 million wallets. So, so is that, the is only that thing I can think about, the only thing I can think about is, and the only reason I'm bringing this up now, is across the board, if you ever hear as part of a governance discussion, this many unique wallets have voted for yes. Like ignoring the staking power, this is how many individual different people want it. You, that is a fucking red flag because that is the only thing I can think of for why this would be a thing. So that when a certain proposal wants to get passed, they can say, we have over a million unique wallets all wanting this. Like just because some of you whales don't want it, like that's not fair. Yeah, unique wallets, my ass, with under 0.1 Osmo. Like I... Like I said, we're rerunning these numbers. Maybe we got something wrong. Maybe there's an explanation. Weirdly, I have two wallets that fit in this. I don't remember why or how it got that way, but I have like two wallets that do have a tiny amount of Osmo staked, and then the majority is LP. So there might even be some kind of explanation in part two. I'm not trying to jump to any conclusions, but my partner just sent me those numbers, and my jaw just kind of dropped. It's like, that's a lot of fucking wallets delegating dust. Like can you, very can odd. You figure so, out when they were created, like, can you figure out if like half of them were created in the same day? You probably could. Rama, Rama, wait. Rama's going to be up in a few hours. Wait, whatever you've got, just like dangle, dangle, dangle like for him. Okay. You know he can't help. Oh, you know he can't help himself. Just like, don't even write. Don't even like DM him. Just send him like a wallet address or like several. Like just sev- like several like independent DMs of just wallet addresses and don't say anything, and just <laughs> that'll be enough. Sniff. That's that'll get a man going. This on that's the like the equivalent of finding like a backhead. Watch yeah. this. I'm gonna fuck with him. Just no, it's like, it's, it's like leaving a dead body on like the doorstep of a detective, and he wakes up and he just can't resist investigating the crime. <laughs> he's like a bloodhound. No, no, he's like a blood. Right, okay, guys, listen. I described Rama a long time ago. This is like really funny because I'm repeating history. I described him as a bloodhound. 
Like, if anyone knows, like, down in the deep south, man, when they go hunting for people and they get those bloodhounds, like, the proper guys with, like, the big ears and the big nose, right? And they've got, like, the scent of, like, it's insane. These bloodhounds, man, like, like I think a dog is about a thousand times uh, more powerful, like, like, more sensitive than a human in their smell, right? About a thousand times, isn't it? Like, all right, Winston, shut up. Uh, a, th- uh, a bloodhound is, like, crazy. It's like the Giga like pleb, <laughs> the Giga pleb. It's like the Giga dog of uh, like like sniffing shit out. That's Rama. You've just got to drop him in an address and he'd be like, right, we'll find every single like history, anything. If there's anything on chain, your man will have it like. Sandy, I know you were waiting for forever. Did we, did we skip past the conversation or did you still want to? Oh, no way, man. This is like right in the middle of it. It's perfect. So you all know the WikiLeaks. Now we got the Rama leaks. And I'm looking forward to all the leaks. Because what it is is the truth. Is, is that's what it is. And, and this whole thing about all these wallets, having just a little bit of money. So my question is, so if you've got all your osmosis locked up, you know, in pools or whatnot, or sick, does that still not show up? as you having money in your wallet I, I, i'm not real clear no so that, by the way. specific specifically for the test that we ran and like the queries we did it was just for um staked amount and wallets that have voted at least once in their history so like it's not looking at things like lp pools or liquid funds no right like so if people have a bunch of osmosis and they just keep um claiming and restaking or putting them in pools then that would explain possibly the, you know, the, the, the almost zero balance. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I don't remember how it happened with me, but like, I have two wallets that fit in this thing. They've definitely voted at some point at the moment. They have only dust being staked um, and most of it's an LP pool. So maybe like osmosis is one of the chains that does that weird thing where when you unstake, for whatever reason, it only unstakes like 99.9% of it. Something like that could be an explanation for this. Um, I'm not really sure. If anyone, if anyone like knows, I'd definitely be interested to hear. Because I don't remember how my wallet's got like that. I have a couple that just have dust. Like, maybe it's when you re-delegate a little bit is left over. And then if you, um, I don't know. There, there's something going on, though. I don't think it's totally like malicious. There's probably some partial explanation, at least. That, that does happen on some chains. I don't think it happens on Osmosis because I, I re-delegate frequently and maybe it doesn't show up in the UI, but I don't have dust in, in the uh, validators that I've left. Okay. So I think the moral of the story is truth is going to catch up with everybody's wallets and eventually the lines get connected. So whether you're Ethereum or in Cosmos, you know, me as somebody who's been in this space for a while, I'm watching and I'm hearing all the hoo-ha and all the rug pulls and all the social influencers and the people who promote these projects. And then I come over into the cosmos and, and just, you know, it's just immaculate what's happening here. And maybe I, I'd like to nominate myself as maybe the grandmother of uh, somebody in the cause, cause I'm 55. And, and, and when I went to Cosmoverse, uh, I don't think I met any women that were older than me there but if they were you know more power to them i heard that uh, you did have a bunch of 20 year old little boys though trying to get on that (laughs) say what 
No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, dude. It's like that door's been closed for 14 <laughs> years. <laughs> That's why I'm into crypto. I mean, what do you think I do with my time? Why do you think, you know, I sound like word salad? You know, and, 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 and Daddy ain't got no time for that shit. A, a Cosmo version. And I know there were young people who were getting it on and meeting. Tender Joe. Other what the fuck are you listening to, Tender Joe? Oh, I'm so sorry. What the fuck kind of music is that? What the fuck are you listening to, though? It sounded like some fucking weird fucking carousel music. Okay, first off, Tank, don't take that tone from me. I'm, I'm very sensitive, okay? Uh, second off, I apologize. Third off, it is a fucking bomb-ass, fire-ass product demo video for Interchain Info that should be dropping soon. So you just got an alpha to the sound. I hope you're happy. An Ooh. alpha leap for the audio. <laughs> and by the way, it, it's I, I see Gus's hand up, but I just want to finish saying real quick that I can't believe my own development in being in crypto. I went from somebody who just looked at prices every day and was just trying to make a bunch of money. And I wasn't picky. You know, I had Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then I got into Cosmos and then I just went down the rabbit hole. And, and that whole governance thing, I was just like, I wasn't voting in the beginning. I promise you I wasn't. I was busy. And I was like, oh, well, I know people, you know, and I imagine people like you and me now talking about this stuff and governance and i'm like well they're doing it I, I you know i'm just interested in the coins and then i went from that into deeper and deeper so um i i have the compassion for people who don't vote but are just trying to make money but when you do get that. into it you can't help but fall in love with what's happening in cosmos you guys are just all that? is that me is that me auntie is that me auntie sandy hello darling how are you i missed you Oh, I love it. Robo, every part of that sentence I loved. Is that me, Auntie? Hello, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Andy Sandwich. It's me, Andy Sandy Toes. We had, I tell you what, Andy we had a Sandy. lovely conversation. It's me, <laughs> Andy Sandy Toes. We say sandwich in Farsi, it's sandwich. Sandwich. So that word has come into our language because it didn't exist before. So sandwich. And I love all your descriptions of how you make your sandwiches. And me being a mom, I tried to make awesome sandwiches for my son. I had cutouts, animal shapes, layering. And uh, but I'll tell you what, I think nobody beats the Japanese moms at creating sandwiches. My, my kids get crossable. Steady on, uh, Sandy, steady on. I love you daily. Careful with the sandwich talk. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know, careful. <laughs> Have you looked up what Japanese moms make for lunch for their kids? Oh, my God. You should go Bento look and I lived, see. I lived with Japanese, right, for like eight months, and I ate like ok- okonomiyaki, like, like six days out of seven. Like, it was brutal. Like, anyway, uh, uh, listen, wait, I wait, love wait, that. I'm, I'm going to have to look at that history wait. of sandwich. Robo, no, not, not sandwich shit. Gus, go. Interrupt. Oh, yeah, sorry, guys. Sandy, um, we're the same age, and I was at Cosmo, Cosmoverse 2, and I think you and I maybe met on the last night because I was wearing a white collarless shirt at the last party, and a woman quite younger than you, Came up to me and, and complimented me on the shirt. I'm not sure if that was you or not. Let me guess. Um, let me guess, Gus. Now you're pregnant. <laughs> What's happening there? What's I happening, Gus? I Gus, should. calm down. Calm down. There's Gus. one more. There's one more thing. Um, yeah, my wife's Japanese, so um, 
they do kind of spoil their kids for lunch. Uh, I do agree with that. As far as sandwiches, and this is gonna this is gonna trigger Robo in a major way. I eat pre-made sandwiches. I'm a human garbage disposal. I'll eat anything. That's what they call me in the family, the human garbage disposal. Cross anyway, Cindy, I may have met you. Crustables, the frozen P B and J. That's what my kids get. <laughs> you seen that shit though, with in the supermarket? I mean, you go to a deli, guys. Listen. I understand the deli. Like if you're living in New York or somewhere, man, I be at the deli every fucking day eating those pastrami, pulled pork motherfuckers, right? But like, if you're a pleb and you go to the supermarket or whatever it is, whatever you call it, and they've got those like little, like pre-packed sandwiches. Have you seen the bread? Have you seen how thin that fucking shit is, man? And they're charging like two dollars fifty or whatever it is for this fucking. I've seen toilet paper thicker than that shitty bread, and they'll give it like some title, like a oh, chicken Caesar salad. It's like I chicken fucking piss, that's chicken piss on your face. That's what the sandwich is, chicken like. And then people like think it's acceptable, like that's a fucking disgrace, mate. Like serious disgrace to the fucking history of sandwiches. I'm not having it. I'm going to start a movement. By the way, I have to say, in my years of eating sandwich in Berkeley, when I was a student, there was a restaurant, a little cafe, and their sandwiches, each slice of bread was like the size of a brick. And it had like grains and seeds and stuff, and it was fresh. And I have never, ever since then, been at a place where they made that kind of quality sandwiches. And um, well, I know that no, was not Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Wait, wait, wait. I don't even understand. Have you guys watched the new Lightyear? The kids, like the Buzz Lightyear? Yes, the, yes. With the, with with the, the, with the, the meat. meat on the, and then the bread and then the meat. Yes. I think we're doing it oh, back. I agree with that. Wait. Like, bro, less bread, more it meat. All, it all starts with your bread. Wait. I mean, if you can't make a decision on the type of sandwich you're about to fucking create, right? The fucking piece of artwork. That you're going to put in your mouth and enjoy for like 20 minutes. If you can't decide on the bread that day, depending on what like the bakers put out, you'll walk in the baker, you're like, mate, what's hot today? Wait, wait, wait. He's like, wait, oh, wait, I've got wait. this shit. What makes a sandwich a sandwich? The bread or the thing in the sandwich? The bread is just the whole Wait, wait. Well, listen. The bread, well, the bread. The bread is just cheese. the holder of what's in the fucking thing. If you have shit, you're just holding meat hey, and lettuce. Hey, hey. That's why we're wrapping hear me meat out. with meat. Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. The sandwich king is about to speak, right? So, what but is the most difficult? What kind of card weird. you have? Of course, weird, what weird. kind of card you have. Sandy Tours, come on. Thank you. Wait, guys, think about a, a skyscraper. Like, what's the most important part of a skyscraper? The foundations. If anyone's ever watched in real time, Right, day after day, for like five years, a skyscraper being built like I have, you'll notice that they spend so much time on the foundations. Once that's done, the building actually goes up like quite quickly. You're like, dude, you spent like two and a half years on like that, and then you did like that in six months. Because it's like really easy. The foundation to a good sandwich is that bread. Now, depending on what you're going to put on and how much moisture there is, I mean, moisture is a, is a really guy thumbs down. Moisture is a very important consideration. Wait, 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 tank. Moisture is an extra. Like, say you're gonna put coleslaw in, dude, you're gonna get immediate 
moisture fucking action off that, right? You need to, like, lay up the coleslaw. That shit can't go at the bottom. I see people, be like, putting the coleslaw. Like, I'm like, you're putting coleslaw mustard on the bottom. What are you doing? Like, you absolute fucking pleb. There's nothing that should go on that bottom layer except a nice scraping of low-pack butter. You put the butter on the bread. There's your moisture for the bottom layer. It's not going to get soaking. We can work upwards. Then we're going to go for some meat. Because when you bite into the bottom, with your bottom teeth, you need meat. Don't fucking tell me you want lettuce in that bottom. Fuck off. I don't believe you. You want some meat. Then you need to think about the top entry. That's where it gets interesting. That's where the spice starts, dude. You've got your bottom. You've got your lower pack butter. You've got your bit of meat. Then you build. And it's up to you what you do. But your bread needs to take it like. If your bread's not going to fucking hold up the construction, isn't it embarrassing? See, Fuck if you go and McDonald's on, again. I, do, I see. Wait. Well, we, we could skim over the bread part. But I think, I think all of those need to go on the bottom because your tongue is on the bottom of your mouth, not the top of your mouth. So why would you put all that stuff on the top where it's just the roof of your mouth, all the taste buds are on the bottom of your mouth? Flip the fucking thing upside down. Wow, bro. Have you, have you even eaten a sandwich? Like, do, you, do you do that with pizza? Do you turn the pizza upside down? and just Yeah, like yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Y'all fucked up what you're talking about, turning pizza upside down. You know, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I got actually finally met somebody who does genius. that. That's genius. That's the new way I'm eating I pizza. I love you guys. Not only are you intelligent, but you care about your food. You know, you're all the same. I am a retired culinary chef from Laguna Culinary Arts. And we, you know, it was the art of cooking. Like I taught classes on how to make your own barbecue sauce from scratch. And everybody went home with their own jar of barbecue sauce. And you're, you know what? I love it. But you know what? I think it's important to use the lettuce for holding the wet stuff so that when you have to wrap your sandwich, it doesn't get soggy. So there is a system in building a sandwich. My lettuce woman, Sandy, my fucking lettuce goes in kitchen roll. I'll tell you what, if you put lettuce in a sandwich without putting it in the kitchen roll first, the double kitchen roll, squashing it down, you're that fucking pleb. Are you adding moisture? Honestly, are you adding... Hey, listen, the only moisture I want in the sandwich is what I choose with me fucking pickle and me mustard and me shenanigans. Joe, wait a minute. Joe's your fucking sandwich king. I raised my hand before because I was going to say exactly what Robo said. The bread is the foundation. You got you to gotta pick the bread. And as far as moisture goes, you really have to be careful with the bread because what if your moisture is balsamic vinegar? What if it's olive oil you you have to be uh you have to think this thing through you can't just grab some wonder bread out of the cabinet that stuff doesn't even go in my house so <laughs> that balsamic where these where that balsamic uh, that it's a fucking that's a ninja fucking that's a ninja dressing in the sandwich that's your hell yeah that shit will fuck that shit but, will fuck you come through the bread dad, get on your finger that i'll fuck you up that shit you need a nice crusty hour. italian bread that was baked within the last 24 hours um, you have to bread slice is nice. it. Bread is like, my talk talk to me, daddy. To LA to get our bread. Talk when to we me. came to the U.S., all we had was fucking Wonder Bread at the store. And we're like, what the shit is this? There was no pita bread. There was no, like, lavash. There was nothing. And my dad drove to L.A. once a month and bought a bunch of bread and brought it back to Orange County so that we could have our bread. I'm sure I'm sure with Joe, though. I'm sure with Joe's saying that. Uh, is it del delirious? 
With Eddie Murphy and the Wonder Bread. Joe's dropping this like because he knows the cultural references will strike hard with Robbo. Wonder Bread. Yeah. Has anyone seen Eddie Murphy? I think it was delirious when he ran the red leather suit. Ah, oh, it's delirious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delirious. That was his Wonder best. Bread. Rigsy, <laughs> uh, this was your space originally. You got your hand. Yeah, speaking of sandwiches, I actually got to go make my daughter a PB and J. So I just wanted to thank you, Crypto for, uh, Crypto Tank, for like having a, having us here. Really loved speaking to all of you guys, and can't wait to do more of this. So thank you, guys. I'll talk to you guys later, bro. Thank you. Uh, have a good day, buddy. Risby, Risby, quickly. Uh, we're gonna Risby quickly. We're yeah. gonna have a round. Risby quickly. We're gonna have a round table with Pepe with uh, a, a few others. Right, like we've got a good lineup. Do you want to join? Would you like to join the uh, the IBC Great IBC NFT Roundtable? Are you game? With oh fuck yeah! Well? I know your space is going for hours. So I probably okay. can't stay for a whole eight hours, but I'm definitely down. Shoot me an invite, and I'll be there. I know Daniel's in here, so I'll see if I could drag him in as well. But thank you for the invite. Looking forward to it. Oh, dude! It'll way, only guys. be you. It'll only be you. Don't be bringing your mates. We're gonna we're gonna sit you down with like Pepe, Jacob from Sky Monk, the the boys. We're gonna get you in, bro. Awesome. I'll see you soon then. Peace, everyone. Later, man. Take care. Take care. He's all right, your man. He's all right, your man. I've got no doubt when Rama wakes up, he's like, Robo's talking to Gilletto. I don't even know what smell be coming out of that little cunt in the morning, but never mind. Sorry, dude. I, I, I pin the bread up at the top, the acceptable bread for the balsamic vinegar dressing. Oh, wait. Where's Joe? It's, uh, it's not sliced properly, but that's the bread that I would go with. Oh, yeah. oh dude, of course, of course. And you know something, the, the, the crust, oh, I love the bit of crust on that shit. That's how you, oh. you've got to keep Chris, that balsamic vinegar, vinegar off your fingers, keep it on the sandwich. I want to see what Chris is. And by the way, uh, it's have also extend to bread pudding because old, hard, dry, crusty bread is amazing for bread pudding. So never waste a grain of bread. Okay, I see Chris's hand up, and then I got something to say after that. Well, first off, I just want to say it's not pizza unless it's from New York and New Jersey. Let's just get that off the table. And number two, I'm about to blow uh, <laughs> Robo's mind away. What about New Jersey? What? You just lost all credibility by including New Jersey. You have to. North North Jersey is right there by New York. You have West New York is pretty much New Jersey. And they're wannabes. They're wannabes in the pizza game. They wish they were New York. Well, they, well, the thing is, they found out they could pay less for stuff in New Jersey and pay cheaper in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, so they yeah. all their money from New York and go to New Jersey. <laughs> Wait, I know exactly what you're talking about, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> But uh, what about this, Robo? What about an open face sandwich, huh? Like an open face hot turkey sandwich. What do you do with that? Go crawl in a corner and die. My nah, husband just fucking, turned off. The fucking man. As soon the as you said man. open face turkey sandwich, my husband was the like, fuck? Oh. What, what the fuck? 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 Who the fuck is this cunt? You guys prefer, you guys prefer when, when we're talking about like long sandwiches, do you prefer two separate pieces of bread or ones that are connected kind of like a hot dog bun? Oh, chop your shit. Separate. Chop your shit and I'll fucking hear you. What? What? <laughs> you have to... Oh, oh, little hands. Chrissy little hands, is it? Is that your nick? Bushy door little hands. No, You've got you hands like your little man of James Bond. Stack the meat you know, on it, and you get more stuff on it. If you if you have it folded together, all your meat squeezes out when you squeeze the sandwich. 
if you cut them in two pieces... Motherfucker, learn, learn about fingers, man. Learn about fingers, man. They have a job. You, you're dexterous. Like, learn about your fingers, man. Stretch what, those I, motherfuckers. I up my ass? Like, what? <laughs> Dude, my, my fingers, my sandwich fingers do deadlifts. As a mother, as a mother, watching my baby nurse and getting a handle on the tit was the most amazing adventure I ever witnessed because at the time, you know, there was like, there would be too much milk all of a sudden coming out and he'd be trying to like catch it all before he'd go into a coughing fit and I'd be rooting for him. You can do it. You can do it. And, you know, and I could see, and he knew too, and he was so cute and he was so new. And his first challenge was the tit to grit all the milk and not choke. And so he had his fingers and he, and I could see it building up, building up. And you know what? It took him about a month to get a handle on the tit and not go into choking mode. He did it. And you should have seen the look of triumph on his face. It was like he, 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 the waterfalls come in, he's got to catch it. And then he caught it. And then it was like he would go into relax mode and hug that titty and just suck on it and get it. Oh, it was just, and you know what? That's right. Your fingers, it, it's like a whole body effect thing. And I, I feel sorry for anybody who didn't get nursed because that whole experience, I wish I could have recorded it. It was like the best nature experience ever, dude. You know, Sandy, it's really funny. Uh, my wife and, we, that's what we specialize in, along with many other things. But we we have a huge, huge clientele uh, of helping nursing mothers with their babies' tongue and lip ties. Uh, and so we, we, we help a bunch of, of new mothers, not just new mothers, but like, you know, mothers uh, with their babies and, and tongue and lip ties and nursing and developing. It's, it's truly magical when you can actually get them fed straight from the source, from their mother and the development that, and the nutrition that they get. And the development that they that they see after the fact is huge compared to being on formula and stuff like that. So I agree. Yeah, it's usually, he, though, tongue, son, it's usually a lot to do with cavities. tongue and lip ties. That's yeah, why they have a hard time cavities. latching on. Yeah, he doesn't have cavities yet. And you know what else? You're yep. right. They don't teach you how to because when my I learned because my grandmother came from Iran and my older sister, she's 12 years older than me. When she had her baby and her milk, my grandmother had to stand there and squeeze like the, and it was like my sister was screaming. And then, and then after that, the milk came in and it was painful and, and she screamed. And then when I had my son, there was no one around to help me. And I had to sit in front of the mirror what? with the bath towels and, and just squeeze it out because a lot of women don't understand that that's a natural part of uh -huh. nursing and that pain, there's nothing you can do about it except get through it. And you know what? If you don't go through it, there's infections, you take pills, you uh -huh. miss out on that whole nursing thing. And, you know, my son still doesn't have cavities. Shit, nowadays you can sell. Yeah. Nowadays you can sell breast milk. It's like liquid gold. Nowadays, like seriously, because people have such issues with it and there's so much more benefits to it. But no, going back to it, like a lot of it is, unfortunately, especially for mothers, a lot of it is actually, uh, it goes back to the child's tongue and lip tie. Like people don't realize how much they actually, like your tongue being tied down to the bottom of your mouth. And even, even, even the top, like go look in the mirror. I'm sure like 98% of you guys all have a tongue and lip tie, which has been preventing your overall height growth, your overall development. Uh, muscle tone, all that stuff, sleep, all that stuff is all affected from that stuff. So if you, if people would have been able to actually back in the day address tongue and lip tie issues with uh, newborn babies uh, and and nursing, like they would have gone, they would they like we would probably be in 
a whole different looking civilization. People be taller, all this. Like if you look at the statistics, my, my, my youngest child, we fixed his right off the bat. He had a humongous, uh, and he, if you look at the, his two-year-old brother older than him, we have one that's six and one that's eight. My youngest is surpassing the eight-year-old, which we didn't be, we weren't able to actually do it to. And it's like that most kids that are most adults that are huge individuals do not have tongue and lip ties. By the way, Wait, how, how do I check this? Because I'm a huge individual. I'm six six. Look, how do I? Uh, damn, you are fucking huge. Holy shit! No, but it's 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 simple. Tongue and lip ties. Like go in the mirror and just uh, like lift your tongue up. And if there's a tie, that big thing that goes down to your like, you know, that's why Gene Simmons can like stick his tongue out all the way down and touch his fucking uh, his chin and stuff like that because it's not tied down to the floor of his mouth. It, it's like you you can't digest. You can't roll back food. You can't like do all these proper things. You can't even breathe correctly or even sometimes pronounce words because your tongue is down to the bottom of your fucking mouth. Okay, I need to send a picture of my tongue to you. This is going to get weird. <laughs> wow, thanks. For, like this space is turning into like information that I need because I got a little one on the way and in, in, in about, I don't know. I think my wife's got another five, five months, four or five months, but. It's just great information to hear. Thanks, Sandy and Crypto, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what we do. Pretty much all the. I don't even hear when I walk into the the center now. It's we. I used to see a bunch of adults. Now it's just crying babies because you know they're getting their shit done. But that's it. It's a really easy procedure too. You just take a laser and zip. It cauterizes the the tissue at the same time when it cuts it, and it's a lot of like uh, <laughs> you got to finger your own mouth. Uh, but you have to like make sure that it doesn't heal heal back over time because that's a really really fast place for your your for your body to heal uh but yeah so long as that separation is there your tongue will be more able to move uh you'll you'll breathe better uh you will have less problem with allergies uh you'll be able yeah there's a lot of lot of benefits you'll a lot of benefits you'll see i just try wow. to figure it out i have no idea what i'm looking at I'm so impressed. I just keep finding i have more in common with everybody in this space here the more i get to know you all um and by the way, I, re- I do appreciate when you give your stamp of approval because not everybody has time to go through all the nitty gritty and read everything and every proposal and listen to all the arguments. And so, you know, that may sound lazy, but it's not. People in the, you know, people have a lot of things to do. So it's really nice to come into a space where you can give boob advice, sandwich advice, and um, find out the truth about what's going on in crypto. Yeah, we've learned a lot in this space. We've learned uh, that Gelato is a pretty good, pretty good team. Uh, you know, and it's 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 just subjective, by the way. Like I will say, this is just my opinion. But from what I saw, it looks reasonable, looks you know feasible, and it looks not unrealistic in what they're doing with the rewards and and what they're providing out there in the space. So again, that's where I'm getting my giving my approval. Um, we've also learned how to make Bang. sandwiches. Bang. Let's be fair, we have dude, the community have fucking taken over IBC. We've had enough. We've got the right devs on side. We we we've got the right devs backing us, guys. Listen, things are going to fucking change around here. Watch, and I don't mean just the sandwich advice. A lot of things are going to start to change. Don't don't believe Robo though for one minute. I'm never right. <laughs> tank, hello, uh, tank. I didn't no, but I, I, to ask Tank. Did you ask them like? how the reward for the NFTs are going to continue. Cause I was a little confused by that. They, they did say like the original collection was getting like 1% of all the kind of casino 
revenue are they like diluting that because he said they're going to do like five collections a year so does that mean like i did not i fucking wish i would have thought of that question for some reason i didn't i didn't remember it's one percent for everybody it's not everybody gets one percent it's one percent yeah one percent for everybody but that was going to the original collection so if they just do five collections per year then like it's kind of that original collection is getting really diluted. I don't know if that was actually but like they're running, they're running games and stuff too. You got to understand like all the poker games, all the, the, the games of chance on their website, a uh, portion of that goes to the pool for everybody. Yeah. But if they, if they five times the supply of people they're distributing it to a year, then, you know, it's, it's just, it, yeah, you're kind of diluting it yeah. differently than, I think each collection, it, it does something a little different because I think you have like the gelato cones and I think that's only for gelato. And I think the Tory ones that are about to come out are only going to be a little bit like a minor adjustment for Tory. And I think they're only coming out with two more collections. I think one collection is going to be 420 and then the, the last collection is only going to be 69. That's a good question, though. I need, I need to follow up with them and, and find out. I didn't I didn't ask, though. So this is the problem okay. I'm like fiat grinding and also doing spaces is I like sometimes can't get to the mic fast enough and you know things move fast and well, we got Robo here so it's always hard to get a word in edgewise anyways. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm, messing with, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I know you are, Peter, so don't worry. I, I wonder if anyone was impressed when I mentioned the raccoon exploit and they were like, dude, we were like straight on that. Straight on the cord, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was brilliant. I love that. Oh, fucking hell. I've just ordered a takeaway. He's a guy ringing. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, unfortunately, guys, I do have to wrap this up. It's been going for a little while now. But I I thought it was a very productive space. I appreciate all of you guys chiming in and asking your questions. Uh, Hopefully, we can get every... I'm pretty doubtful of it. But hopefully, we can get every one of them, uh, 39 down to number one on this space to talk about things. But... Yeah, I look forward to it, guys. I got to go. Peace. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Gelato AMA hosted by Crypto Tank and the IBC Gang. And then a Juno Network discussion. Recorded on Friday, December 2nd, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening... Head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, right around. In the studio, trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch. Oh shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed. Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the
a missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastise into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view, just a bunch of peck heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at their dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Ten spaces.